Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 36 of Thirst and Goal. Currently at the table, it is me, Frane. Across the table from me is Ben, and Sonia is having a ladies' night right now. She has some uh, some of her friends over, and they're doing some crafts, and so she may be joining us a little bit later. But Ben, how was your week? My week was very, very, very good. Uh, it was long. It was long. That's not what you said before uh, we started the show. <laughs> uh, you know, now that I had some time to reflect, uh, it was long. Uh, it was long, and it was a pain in the butt. Uh, but I did accomplish more than I expected to. So I guess that's always good, even if it wasn't uh, my plan going into the week. Uh, what about you, Franny? How was your week? It was pretty good. It was. It was good. Uh, next week will be a shorter week, which is even better. You know, four days. We got the holiday season or the holiday season, holiday weekend. <laughs> Santa upon is us. coming <laughs> next week <laughs> already. No. So we have uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, so Monday. It's always nice to have Monday off. Everybody hates Mondays, and so it's awesome to have Monday off. Yes, absolutely. And I am. Uh, I am looking forward to a shortened week next week. Afrani, what are you drinking over there? It appears that you have something that is brownish in color, but also clear in color. As always, as always, Ben, on the table, I have my Jack and Soda next to me. Sometimes Jack and Coke. This time it's the Jack and Soda. What about you, Ben? It's your uh, usual, looks like. Yes, it is. I'm going to try the... Uh, I'm about to polish off this beautiful bottle of Tangeray Rangpur gin with a little hint of lime and tonic there. Uh, I have the Croatian gin that we discussed uh, last podcast and I think the podcast before that. Yep. That Franny was nice enough to bring back thousands of miles from Europe for me. Uh, so that'll be the next gin that I drink after this Tangeray Rangpur. Is it good, though? I mean, you don't have to it drink is good. it. It is good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very, very warm out. I mean, uh, it was, I don't know, 100 degrees today. Yeah, at least. Uh and the Tangeray Rangpur has uh, a hint of lime in the gin as well as the, the lime uh, that I put in the gin and tonic. It's just a more refreshing, mm-hmm. lighter gin for this temperature. Uh-huh. Uh, but I will absolutely go back to that beautiful gin from Croatia. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my Neither head. Neither can I. Neither, the bottle is nice. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. bottle. And I am, uh, I mean, luckily there is a gin renaissance going on in <laughs> Europe right now. We're hoping, I'm hopeful that this will find its way to the United States and, and there will be more than two feet of gin at your average total wine. And, <laughs> 55 feet of uh, whiskey, bourbon, and rye. And there's so much vodka. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, honestly, you give me a great vodka, and I don't drink martinis. Uh, so maybe if I drank martinis, I could tell the difference. But you could give me Absolute, you could give me Sky, you could give me Belvedere. You they could give all me... sort of taste the same to me. They I all, don't know. I mean, I thought the whole point of it is that it didn't taste like it, anything. You, you, you can't have a vodka taste test. That's why we're not going to have this have that on this show is because they all sort of taste the same, yeah. You, know, I mean, you can't just sip on a vodka. And martinis are so. I mean, there's. I mean, it's. It's. They look wonderful. They look like they should taste really, really good uh, with the olives, and it's sort of a salty. Yeah, they look like they're going to be salty and flavorful, but then you taste it, and it's not what you expect. I don't. I don't think I've ever had a martini. I, I think it takes. I mean, it's an acquired taste. I haven't acquired it. Uh, uh, maybe I will attempt that during this football season. Maybe I'll attempt uh, to to learn how to like. Uh, either vodka martinis or gin martinis. Yeah, uh, I have not acquired gin. 
Oh, gin is a beautiful, beautiful drink. But I'm bringing you around to the browns. That is true. The whiskeys that is true. and the scotches. You're starting to uh, to drink those a little more often. I mean, after the show, you pour yourself a little glass. I do. Yeah. I do. I drink it after the show. Even the uh, Ardbeg. Even the Ardbeg. Yeah, even the Ardbeg. Which is a little, uh, it's a little difficult for some people to drink, but, you know. You just have to keep at it. You know, you have to <laughs> practice. Uh, it does have a very distinct flavor. It is the peatiest of all of the uh, Islay scotches. Or uh, that's right. I, I, yeah, Islay. Islay. Yeah. Uh, Although the peatiest, I'm not uh, not the greatest at pronouncing words that are not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is. Yeah, it's a really, really uh, interesting flavor uh, in that scotch. Um, yeah, I, I, I drank uh, scotch when I was in Europe. I drank scotch on the way to Europe. I drank scotch last time I was in Vegas. Or, uh, Bourbon and rye. Last time I was in Vegas, you know, on my own, I didn't have to be prompted to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've I've definitely acquired a taste for it, and I'm I'm really, really appreciative of Franny and turning me on to, you know, the Browns, the Bourbons, the Rye's. I'm not a big as big a fan of the Scotches, the the Islay Scotches. I like, but the Rye's and the Bourbons, I really, really like. So I truly appreciate him turning me on to finally. It took the Browns. It took years. It well, took years. I guess there's a reason there's, you know, as I said, 55 feet of brown in, <laughs> in total wine. And the gin section is, you know, barely four feet of gin in the entire store. So, Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, tonight, Ben, as usual, we're going to make a shout out to our new listeners. We have our NFL news. And it seems like every time I open up Instagram or Facebook, there's somebody being traded or moved or injured. It's 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 pretty crazy the lead up to the season. It's just you know not even a week away. September fifth, Thursday, first game of the season. It's coming up, but there's so much to talk about. Shock. We have yeah, I know it's crazy, right? And it's a good thing we held off on on uh, having our fantasy draft until because, tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's true because nobody else can get yeah, injured, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. So if oh, we did this you know, weeks in advance, you know, if anybody picked up uh, Lamar Miller or Andrew Luck, those guys wouldn't be available. Anymore, yeah. And so, and a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people had yeah. their draft. So I'm, I, I, I agree. It's a good. I mean, we, I'm we really always, happy we didn't do it before tomorrow. We always wait till almost the last weekend. Yeah, because well, there's well, there's ten guys in the league, and you know we can never get the schedule right. Exactly. But we'll do it tomorrow morning. Yes. And we have our shot of the evening. Oh, it looks good too. <laughs> we have our thirst and goal team news. Our tag team news. Ben is a huge Steelers fan. Sonia is a huge Seahawks fan, and me, Fran, am a huge Eagles fan. We are going to have our beverage of the week, which this week uh, will be another rise. So now we have enough rise uh, once again to do a taste test. You know, in the near future, uh, we have our beer of the week and. We also have our beer taste test. Are yes. we going to do our beer of the week or are we going to do both? I guess we'll do both. We'll I do mean, both. It's, it's, uh, you know, we're kicking off the season next week. We might as well go into it in <laughs> style uh, with another brown taste, a beer taste, and a beer taste test. Where are the beers we're tasting from? Friday? This time, Ben, they are from the Czech Republic. Oh, very interesting. We visited Prague this past summer. We tried a few beers in Prague, uh, but there are so many different beers at Total Wine that you can sample from the Czech Republic. So we decided to choose five random beers and give those a taste test. Uh, we also have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters. We have our top five this week. We do. Yes, it is our top four Super Bowl contenders plus our outsider, a surprise 
team that may or may not make it to the right. Super Bowl. And it has but to be a surprise. Outside, right? yeah, a dark be horse. someone who's, you know, everyone anticipates will make a deep playoff run or at least make the playoffs. And we have a TV update. We do. We do. I don't. Maybe you do. I do. Well, Sonia and I do. So we'll see. If Sonia makes it back, we'll have our TV update. Uh, if she does not, then we will probably go sans update this week. <laughs> uh, but we do have a, a couple uh, short series that Sonia and I were lucky enough to finish uh, this week. So we give you an update on that. And we also have our world famous quiz. Ben, it is your quiz this week. We have Ben's betting corner making a comeback, <laughs> and the season's not too far away, no, so I'm sure not. there are some bets we could talk about. That is true. And then we have housekeeping to finish up the show. Absolutely. So, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is a shout-out to some of our new listeners. Yes, yes. Thank you all so much for bearing with us through our hiatus period over the summer, but most of you are back. Thank you Thank you so much. But we also have some new listeners, too many to name individually. Thank you for that. Uh, but we'll just give a, a shout-out to some of our international listeners first. Uh, new listener from Australia. We're really getting to the down-under. New listener from Spain. Uh, new listener from Sweden. Hungary. Uh, Ireland. New listener from Ireland. Thank you so much, Ireland. New listener from Brazil. Greece. Israel. I don't know how many listeners we've had from Israel. That might be the first one. Yeah. And uh, another new listener from Puerto Rico, New Zealand, and Norway. Uh, from the domestic front, we have a few new listeners. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, Green Haven, Maryland. A few new listeners from Green Haven. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners from Bonaire, Virginia, Corinth, Texas. We have a listener from Louisville, Kentucky, deep down in bourbon country. Uh, new listener from Orleans, Ontario, up in Canada, essentially part of the United States. New listeners from Sacto, California, Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, a bunch of new listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the city that never sleeps from New York, New York. Uh, we have new listeners from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much, San Antonio. Uh, new listener from Sparks, Nevada. Thank you for filling your desert evenings with Thirst and Goal podcast. Uh, new listener from Lancaster, Ohio. Uh, new listener from Halley, Idaho. And another new listener from Tallahassee, Florida, down in the dirty, dirty in Florida. Thank you, Tallahassee. Uh, there are so many more we could name, but we just wanted to give a shout out to some of our new listeners from the international frontier as well as the domestic front. Uh, so thank you all for sticking with us. It really, really warms our hearts, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news, and there's quite a bit. It was a busy, busy day at the teletype today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of news happened earlier in the week. You know, actually, ironically, uh, you know, earlier in the week, I think Monday and Tuesday, I was like, well, what are we going to talk about this week? You know, who really cares about Lamar Miller? <laughs> uh, but by the end of the week, by today, uh, there were some significant developments just as we actually just as we were going to air tonight, there was a significant development with Kansas City as well as yeah. uh, with yeah. Seattle. But I guess we should lead with the biggest trade of the day, Jadavion Clowney. This was a big one. Houston Texans defensive end Jadavion Clowney has been traded to the Seattle Seahawks for a hubcap and an old <laughs> Chevy Nova. Uh, in return for the 26-year-old Clowney, the Seahawks will receive pass rusher 
or I'm sorry, in return for the 26-year-old Clowney, Seahawks will give up pass rusher Barcavius Mingo, second-year linebacker Jacob Martin, and a third-round pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Essentially, they gave up almost nothing, and they get Jadavion Clowney. Granted, it's for a one-year term, but still, uh, if Clowney comes ready to play, by all accounts, he is ready to play. This is a pre Mere linebacker edge defender uh, coming to the Seattle Seahawks after losing Frank Clark in the offseason. This is a huge trade, giving up almost nothing. Uh, prior third-round pick who hasn't developed uh, and a linebacker who's young and has some potential that is yet to be tapped in a third-round pick next year. Frane, what say you? I think it's a great move for the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks gave up nothing, like you said. They gave up absolutely nothing. Even if this is a one-year rental, their defense was solid last year it was much better than yeah. people expected now you're going to add Jadavion Clowney to that I think they're they're a little scarier now than they were yesterday yeah I'm actually I was actually shocked that they were able to pull it off and that there weren't any teams out there yeah uh, willing to do a better you know make a better offer than that I mean the Eagles were allegedly in the mix uh for uh, the clown you know to get Clowney and, the Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins also, but he didn't want to go to the Dolphins. I don't blame him for not wanting to go to the Dolphins. Yeah, he made it fairly clear he didn't want to go to the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Clowney, you know, the only downside to Clowney is he has a reputation of not being a particularly hard worker uh, and not playing as hard as he could all the way straight through on every down. Uh, but, I mean, this 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 is an interesting move. Uh, I mean, they're loaded at linebacker as well. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks should be, you know, beyond solid uh, on defense. I mean, it, it's. I was shocked. I mean, I was really, really shocked that they were able to get Clowney uh, for essentially not much. I mean, they joined the likes of, you know, you got Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright still out there at the outside linebacker spots with Mikhail Kundricks and Cody Barton uh, as, you know, as backup linebackers over there. I mean, it's a really really stout defense and when Jerron Reed comes back I think it's five or six weeks yeah something like his that, suspension yeah. they should be outstanding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish Sonia were here to give her uh yeah opinion well, about this well Sonia's excited I know because she she sent me a text message when it happened uh, I was at work I had no idea and I saw that Jadavian Connie was being traded to the Seahawks and I think it's a great move for them yeah, by all accounts, they were looking. Uh, Texans were looking for offensive line help, and they didn't get it in this trade, but they got it in the next one. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks that they, you know, can't sign him for a long-term deal, so they're not exactly sure what's going to happen yeah. in the off-season. But you know, it's it's all about this season, obviously, and I think they have a pretty good chance in that division. Oh God, I mean, they 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 could be right up there with the Rams. Yeah. I mean, their quarterback is better. Yeah, uh, they have a decent receiving core, although they did make a cut today. Uh, their their offensive line is much improved mm-hmm. uh, the last two years, mm-hmm. and there's you know by all accounts they will be uh, as good this year as they were yeah. last year. They've improved their least. running game. Yeah, I mean it's 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 I'm not I'm surprised that more people aren't higher on the Seahawks. I mm-hmm. really am uh, because they they've really got a pretty stout team, and they've got one and only Russell Wilson behind quarterback. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know. It just—it it was an amazing. I can't believe no one else uh, put up a better deal than that, unless Clowney, you know, just wasn't willing to take a deal from from some of those teams that potentially put a better offer on the table. Mm-hmm. Anything else about Jadavion Clowney? No, no. I mean, I was I was shocked. That's it. I mean, how 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 cheaply they got him? Yeah, that 
was shocking. Some old hubcaps in a Chevy Nova, I'm telling you. Yep, yep. That's uh, exactly what it was. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. All right. The Texans were busy today. They also made a blockbuster trade with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are trading left tackle Laramie Tunsil, who by all accounts until this week was demanding not to be traded. Uh, and wide receiver Kenny Still, still a solid wide receiver to the Houston Texans for a package of draft picks, including a first rounder in 2020. Uh, the Texans also have a wealth of cap space to take Stills in his contract at $7.957 million. Uh, it's also a massive get for the Texans, who desperately need to upgrade their offensive line and further evidence that the Dolphins are in full-blown tank mode. Tunsil, the number 13 overall pick in the 2016 draft, is one of the rising blindside blockers in the NFL and a massive upgrade for a Texans line that was among the worst in the league. Uh, I, what's uh, what's uh, the name? Is this? Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun, has got Deshaun, to be, Deshaun Watson. Watson has got to be thrilled. Deshaun Jackson plays for the Eagles now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Tunsil under contract. Look at the money that they got. That they only have to pay Tunsil. Yeah. Two point one four nine million this year and ten point three five million next year. And I think Kenny Stills is uh, eight million. Yes. Yeah. So, eight I mean, million. They, they they get rid of Jadavion who would have been, you know, uh, around $16 million. Now they can pay both these guys and still have some money left over. So they've also yeah. improved their roster. And I don't know what the hell the Dolphins are yeah, thinking. They, the Dolphins blowing. are in tank mode. I mean, yeah. they're not even trying anymore. Yeah, I mean, and they really, I mean, they got some draft picks, uh, you know, back in return. But still, you know, they gave away one of the best blindside blockers in yeah. the league. And Young my, guy. My Young apologies guy. Uh, to Deshaun Watson, it's now the it's third or fourth, third year in the league, I think. Uh, I believe it's third or fourth, third, third or fourth. Or fourth I know year he was in the league that one year, but yeah. And we've been talking about him uh, in our conversations uh, away from the podcast for that length of time and on the podcast. And for some strange reason, this is the one person in the league whose name I can never <laughs> remember. So my apologies to Deshaun Watson. I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> uh, but Franny, what do you think about this deal? Uh, man, like I said, I don't know what the Dolphins were thinking. I mean, is is it why give up picks when you already have a great left tackle, an up and coming left tackle who's not that expensive? And you know, Kenny Stills, he's 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 still a serviceable uh, uh, receiver. He's still pretty good. I'm not sure if I would pick him up tomorrow on our fantasy <laughs> draft, but uh, it's it's just shocking that it wasn't. They didn't really get too much in return. You no, know, some tra- no. draft picks, and you never know what a draft pick might become yeah i mean and you, and you brought in a rookie quarterback or essentially a well second year quarterback yeah. in josh rosen to see what he could give you and he's not even starting he's not even yeah we'll get, to, least, we'll get yeah, to that yeah. nonsense I'm, I'm not sure if you have that in your nfl news right I there do. but that's also pretty surprising uh you know you'd think that you'd want someone protecting his blind side after uh getting tossed about like uh you know an old shirt in a laundry last year in arizona but you know it looks like miami uh, has a plan of some sort down there, although it's not particularly not sure. clear what that plan for the last twenty five years. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what their plan was or has been or will be in the future. But I, man, yeah, losing Tuntle that's 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 huge. Yeah, I you mean, know, just giving him up for some draft picks. I don't understand it because he's really not. I mean, the cap space is is nothing. What two point one? Yeah. No, that's nothing. 
And everyone is looking for offensive linemen, you know, outside of maybe the Steelers. Uh, the Seahawks have a pretty good line. The, the uh, Patriots have a good line. The Eagles, of course, as always, have well, a good have line. One of the best yeah. lines. <laughs> uh, but most teams out there are desperate for offensive linemen. So to give one up at that cheap a price uh, without asking for a first-round pick in I, return. Or they might have gotten I think Actually, they, they got two yeah, first-round picks, yeah. actually. They got two first-round picks. But who knows what that will be. And I guess maybe they're counting on... You know, if Rosen doesn't work out, you'll have a first-round pick next year mm-hmm. uh, and some extra picks to trade up, potentially, if you're looking for a quarterback next year, although I have a funny feeling that Rosen will perform well this if year. If Not as well without a you know, your left tackle. But. <laughs> but if you're a Dolphins fan, why even show up to the game? I mean, if the team is not even trying, why show up? Dan I mean, Marino. Patrick. I know. <laughs> That's why they all show up. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But <laughs> That's Fitzpatrick why they all is your show starting. Up. You have, you know, Josh Rosen, who you picked up from the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. who has potential, according to you, Ben. I don't think so, but you know, yeah, some people think. Some, it, it, some people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just I don't understand what they're doing. I don't get it. I, I mean, don't. I would not have traded Tunsil. No, no, and no Tunsil way. didn't want to you know, be Kenny traded. Stills. Kenny Stills is one thing. Yeah, and but, Tunsil didn't want to be traded. Yeah. It wasn't as if he was clamoring to get out of town. Uh, he didn't want to be traded, and his teammates actually uh, were pretty vocal about not trading him because he was one of the leaders in that locker room. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, you know, Miami, I mean, who's the head coach in Miami these days? I don't even know. Gase left. Yeah. Uh, and I can't even. But it, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really, really matter. <laughs> uh, but Gase left. Uh, I don't know who took over for Gase. They have, I think it's that young dude. I can't remember his name right now, but... Uh... I, it, it doesn't really matter. But they're, they're, they have the worst roster in football, and it, it just got even worse today. Yeah, it's it's ugly. All right, next up, we have a little bit of an update on Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, 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 uh. As he jogged off the field last week after the 27-17 loss to the Chicago Bears, fans in Indianapolis prematurely made aware of his decision, booed him. After six seasons, 53 wins, four Pro Bowls, 171 regular season TD passes, and 12 more in the postseason where he won four games. Luck said after the booing the following day, I'd be lying if I said it didn't. I didn't hear the reaction. He said it hurt. I'll be honest. It hurt. Uh, what do you think about booing Andrew Luck after his announcement to retire? What does that say? I mean, I know it's not the entire fan base, yeah, yeah, uh, but I can't imagine doing that. Yeah. To Ben Roethlisberger, to I can't. I'm sure you can't imagine it. I mean, if Carson Wentz were to suffer some crazy ass injury this yeah, year, and he essentially said, "I, I can't do it anymore." Yeah, I mean, you don't know what's going on in these guys' mind. I mean, this is his body. This is his future. Uh, a lot of these retired NFL players that are, you know, having issues now, um, and you know, he just wasn't able to stay healthy. He was just really unlucky. He just lost the love for the game. And, uh, you know, I feel terrible for the guy, and I'm sure he feels terrible. You know, I'm sure he feels like he's letting down the team and his, you know, and the fans, too. Um, but it's, it's just not fair to boo a player of his caliber and what he did for that organization. And it's, it's partly the fault of the organization for not putting a good offensive line around this guy. Yeah, I mean, I know Chris Ballard is doing his best now to build up that offensive line, uh, but the, G- the GM that Ballard replaced... Uh, for at least two and a half to three seasons, left Luck out there on an island by himself, and you know that's not a coincidence that he's that he's now suffered so many injuries that he's been forced into retirement, playing behind that garbage 
offensive line. I mean, Peyton Manning for years had no defense mm-hmm. uh, to support him, and now Andrew Luck was stuck out there with no offensive line. Uh, if you ask me if the Colts fans should be booing anyone, it is their owner, Jim Ursay, who continually sits in his parking lot with loads of cash on the salary cap that he doesn't spend uh, says idiotic things. Essentially, he didn't say some. He did say some things about luck that weren't particularly smart. Uh, leading up to and after the retirement announcement. So you really want to boo someone? Boo the ownership in Indianapolis that has been on the cusp of greatness for some period of time. You know, some years when they had Manning, and some years when they had luck, and they just didn't go out there and push to try to get the players they needed to get over the hump. Rather, they would like to sit the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would go after Ursay before I would go after Andrew Luck. I agree with Franny, the exactly. guy. You know, the guy, how are we? How do we know what he's feeling, right? Yeah. I mean, who wants to get up in pain every single day? I mean, I can imagine if I was suffering from some chronic pain that kept me up at night, and every morning I was waking up in pain, and someone said, well, you can have you know $50 million and wake up like this, Every day for the next ten years, or yeah. you can have this fifty million dollars. I mean, he's getting pounded by. Probably take the. I probably take the three hundred pound guys. You know, he's getting yeah. tossed on the turf. They're landing on him, full weight, rib cage, whatever. I mean, you know, the the guy he's taking a lot of pounding, and and it's 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 not fair that the fans, those fans at least, treated him that way. Yeah, and some good news actually. Some good news for uh, Andrew Luck. They are not going to seek to recover any of the guaranteed money on his contract. So it's not a... That was a classy move. Yeah, I give Jim Merce credit for that. Uh, sounds like, I mean, all reports are that he, that Luck initiated these conversations back in uh, February or March before the draft. He essentially let everyone on the team know that how he was feeling and that it was possible that he may not be ready to go or he may not be able to play so that if they were considering taking a quarterback or they might want to consider taking a quarterback in the draft. So it looks like they handled it or he handled it pretty well pre, uh, pre-announcement, pre pre-draft. So, you know, kudos to the Colts for not giving, uh, not going after his uh, mm-hmm. guaranteed money. Yeah. Yeah. That was classy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of news that just came in on the wire, a little bit of breaking news. <laughs> Where's the breaking news uh, music, the breaking ben? news. I have, you know, <laughs> there, we have a, a little bit of breaking news coming in right now. All right, we have a little bit of breaking news music there. Uh, so we have uh, LaShawn McCoy picked up a dump today by the Buffalo Bills, picked up by uh, Andy Reid, his former, his former head coach. Yep. Uh, so this is an Eagles. I mean, he was with the Eagles for a long time, he so I will let you, I'll let you I mean, take this one. Well, when he was with the Eagles, he was one of my favorite running backs in the league. I mean, just his ability to cut, stop on a dime, change direction, you know, in a few steps, you know, zero to 60. I mean, he's at full speed already. I mean, he was one of my favorite players to watch, not only because he was with the Eagles, just because of his ability to do those things. So in Buffalo, you know, he he, he already lost uh, a couple of steps there. He wasn't, you know, as fast. And, and he's not the kind of guy that, you know, pushes the line he was never that kind of guy and that's the that's how they used him sort of so I think going to the Chiefs with Andy Reid there you know maybe some more screen passes and um, you know I'm 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 hoping the best for LaShawn McCoy but he's 31 
Yeah, me too. I mean, he gave us the snow game, I think, last year or year before, you know, watching him essentially uh, almost single-handedly uh, win a game in the snow because they couldn't throw the ball, just, just running over defenders uh, for two hours in the snow, which is, you know, I love snow games. So, uh, but yeah, I like, I like LaShawn McCoy. I think he uh, was misused in Buffalo behind that line. I don't think the play calling was particularly good for him. Well, it wasn't a good team either in general. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean Josh uh, Allen's been running for his life. Uh, he ran for his life all of last year. You know, I like McCoy. Uh, no more movie or TV spoilers, please. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think he'll do well. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. I think he'll do well under Andy Reid's tutelage. I think you know, if there's anybody that can scheme up plays for, and a they don't have a, player, a, a really deep running back roster. No, they don't over there. Yeah, so I mean, letting Kareem Hunt go prematurely, uh, I think that was a huge mistake for them. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Chiefs. Wish them all the best over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he does well. I mean, I, I, you know, I I can't help but root for Andy Reid uh, and the Chiefs until they play the Steelers. <laughs> uh, but uh, get a Super Bowl. Not this year, not till Ben Roethlisberger retires, but we are rooting for you to get a eventually, Super Bowl. Eventually, eventually. Uh, only when the Steelers aren't in the playoffs. Uh, so next up we have... Lamar Miller. Lamar, the Houston Texans are having a hell of an offseason. Uh, so an MRI this week confirmed that veteran Houston Texans running back Lamar Miller tore both his ACL and his MCL uh, in Saturday night's preseason blowout loss to the Dallas Cowboys. According to ESPN, uh, ESPN News, Miller's 2019 season is over and possibly his time is in Houston is over as he is scheduled to become a free agent next March. Uh, the 28-year-old has compiled 716 carries for 2,934 yards and 13 touchdowns over three seasons in Houston. Uh, this is a huge loss for uh, the Houston Texans uh, losing their running back, although they did pick up uh, Duke Johnson in the well, offseason to yeah. be a trade. But yeah. what say you and about Miller? They also, uh, they also Miller? Uh, picked up Carlos Hyde as well. Is that um, today or yesterday? Yeah, today. So they picked up Carlos Hyde. Uh, they have Duke Johnson. Uh, they're both uh, serviceable backs. I think that's still a, a, a pretty good uh, tandem to have um, with uh, Deshaun Watson, who is also a, a pretty good running quarterback when he needs to. Um, Even when he doesn't need to. It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he actually doesn't get enough credit for what he does in the pocket, yeah, too. for sure. But uh, no, for Lamar Miller, I mean, you know, in his career... Um, you know, he, he's eclipsed, he's eclipsed the thousand yard mark a couple of times. He was pretty close, um, with 973, just, uh, I think it was this past season, um, where he made it to his first, uh, pro bowl, but it's a, it's a huge loss, uh, for them. I mean, he was great for the dolphins and uh, he's been great for good to great for, uh, for the Texans. So it is, it is a huge loss, but I think, uh, you know, Carlos Hyde, um, as their premier, uh, ball carrier, uh, and Duke Johnson, you know, a third down back. Um, I, I, I still think they're they're set up for success in that division. Um, I don't really see well, the Colts are definitely not going to challenge them anymore. I uh, don't know what to expect from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, <laughs> could be ten and six. Could be four and twelve. And the Titans are. I don't even know what to expect from them anymore either. They are the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Duke Johnson wanted more carries he wanted to play a bigger role in the offense uh, and that's why he wind his way out of Cleveland so now he has the opportunity that he so desperately wanted in Cleveland he you know he will have an opportunity to take a lead role uh, in the backfield and we will see 
how that goes. But the Texans just had a, a really odd, it's been a, a really odd off season, busy week to week and a half for them. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, it's hard not to root for him. Uh, you know, as Franny was saying, I mean, I think that they are. You know, I, don't, I listened to a few podcasts this week where they essentially said, you know, that that division is wide open with Tennessee and Indianapolis. I tend to disagree. I think that I agree with Franny with regard to Houston. If Will Fuller and Hopkins are healthy throughout the year, along with Carlos Hyde now and Duke Johnson behind, uh, not a significantly improved offensive line, but a somewhat improved offensive line. They've mm-hmm. still got a solid defense. Uh, I think that uh, Texans should run away with that, with that, uh, with that division. Yeah. All right, Franny, next up, something that is near and dear to your heart. You might have to get a <laughs> shot uh, as we go through this. Ezekiel Elliott is still not signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, getting a little bit contentious this week. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he uh, was offered a new contract that allegedly bumped up right against the Todd Gurley contract. It was essentially much more than Le'Veon Bell and much closer uh, to the Todd Gurley contract. He turned it down. Uh, he fired his agent, I believe, uh, as well this week. Actually, no, it wasn't him that fired. Clowney fired his agent. My mistake. Uh, Jerry Jones said this week, I'm operating as though right now he's going to miss regular season games. My entire expectation for what we're putting together as a team right now would anticipate or would anticipate with him holding out and not having him in training camp that he's going to miss games. We just accept that. Uh, Elliot still has two, two years left on his contract. Uh, he's trying to essentially take what Le'Veon Bell did. You know, to the next level, you know, Le'Veon Bell got franchise tagged, and the next time he got franchise tagged, he essentially said, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I want a new contract. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, as a running back, is taking this two years in advance uh, of his contract coming due to sort of lay uh, a line in the sand and say, I'm a running back. My career is only so long. I want to be paid now. Uh, What say you about Ezekiel Elliott? Do we know how much he's being offered? We don't know how much he's being. I mean, it's it's. It's on the higher end. Yeah, I mean, of, it's, it's right the, up there next to that ridiculous contract that uh, that the Rams gave Gurley. I, yeah, mean, so I think I'm, it's fifteen million dollars a year. I'm not sure how much more he wants. He wants yeah, more than I, Gurley. I, I think that is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's like Dak Prescott wanting ridiculous money. I mean, there there you know there's a cap. You know, you can only go so high. And I, I just can't believe that he didn't sign that type of a contract. I mean, fifty million dollars. If it's around fifty fifty five million dollars. I think that's very fair, uh, even too fair, uh, for for a running back. Yeah, I mean, it's probably four years. It's probably close to, it might be close to $60 million. Yeah. Uh, and probably $40 million guaranteed. I could be off on that. I can't remember exactly yeah, I what think he's like, I think he's a, he's a great running back. And, you know, if, if they're offering him that much money, if you're not taking that deal, you are crazy for not taking that deal. I think they should trade him. I, actually, I I also hope they trade him too. I, I don't I, I don't want him in our division. Yeah, I think, I think Ezekiel Elliott is a top three to five running back in the league. I don't want him in our division. If they trade him, I would love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit out of left field, but I have heard some talk about that. Uh, you know, as the season progresses, I mean, as we get into the season, his value is only going to go down. Uh, you know, this week would be the week to pull off a trade for Elliott. You could potentially get a serviceable running back in return with some high draft picks you know if he is going to sit out if he is not going to take a deal 
less than Todd Gurley or eclipsing Todd Gurley, nothing less than something that eclipses Todd Gurley's contract. Why not cut him loose now if your intentions are not to sign him to a long-term contract? Some team certainly will sign him to a long-term deal. Why not deal him now uh, rather than go into the season potentially four or five games you may lose a couple of those games, or if it runs deep into the season, then you're stuck because they know you're desperate to deal them. You know, I, I would I would consider you know making a move to trade. See what Elliot. see what you can get in return. You know, for him, if it if it's if it's one of those deals that you just can't refuse, take it. I mean, I think there's got to be some teams cause, out cause there because if you're offering him that much money and he's not taking it, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how much higher you can go. You want seventy million? You want eighty million? I mean, like. Be realistic. Yeah, I mean, he wants. He wants. I think. I think he. Yeah, I think he probably wants a four-year deal, close, closer to sixty-plus million dollars, uh, with much of that guaranteed. Yeah. It, it just shocks me. Yeah, it, it is. It is very shocking that he wouldn't take some that much money. Yeah, but he's hanging out in Cabo with uh, Marshall Falk, who probably didn't make sixty million dollars in his entire <laughs> career. Uh, next up, we have. Dak Prescott update. Uh, while most of the talk surrounding the Dallas Cowboys this summer is involved, holdout running back Ezekiel Elliott, who has two years remaining on his contract, both quarterback Dak Prescott and wide receiver Amari Cooper are free agents after the 2019 season, not after the 2021 season. Uh, despite the fact that Prescott has taken part in three preseason games and thus far and decided against holding out. It doesn't look like things are close in contract talks between him and the Cowboys. Vincent Frank of SportsNot reports. Uh, so apparently they are no closer uh, as we sit here today than when we did our first update on this a few weeks ago. Uh, looks like they are just stuck uh, at loggerheads, the Cowboys and Elliot. No closer to a deal. Frane, what say you? Also love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do. I love the dysfunction in Dallas. The more, the merrier. And uh, I, I also don't know how much money he wants. How good does he think he is? He he's, thinks he's, he's thirty-five he's, million dollars. Good. No, no. We, we talked he, about that's this. what we he talk, thinks. Though. I know, I know. But we talked about this multiple times. You think he's closer to thirty? I think he's closer to twenty. If you know, let's meet in between twenty-five million dollars. That's all I'd be willing to give Dak Prescott. You know, for maybe a, a three or four year span. I wouldn't give him more than that. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks out there that could throw the ball into the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think you might have to take a shot after that. I think you might have to take completion. a shot after that. It was a 62% completion or 61.7% completion percentage. I mean, the guy, I've said a lot of nice things about him. Well, not tonight. But he's not worth $40 million, man. He's not better than Aaron Rodgers. He's not better than Carson Wentz. I, don't, I, I agree with all of that. Yeah, yeah, I just I think know. the quarterback market is where is where it is. The quarterback market is probably around thirty six million. Drew Brees not better than Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, you can name at least maybe eleven, twelve, thirteen quarterbacks in the league that are better than him. A lot of those guys are making less than him, and uh, you know, what? How much money do you want, really? I mean, seriously, it's, I it's ridiculous. I agree. I'll take right. a shot. All right, we got a little bit of news coming up, but we're going to take a quick break while we get a shot. For Frane on the table. All right, and we are back, and the Shlivovica is on the table. It's a disgusting plum brandy from Croatia. It's disgusting. And per, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. It's a, it's warm, though. And, and it's it is like, warm, it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like 80 degrees. 80 degrees outside, and so this is probably around the same temperature. And so per our agreements, uh, weeks and weeks back, if I say anything negative about the Cowboys, 
like Dak Prescott, like I just did, uh, or anybody else on the team, or if Ben says anything negative about um, Antonio Brown, should we throw the division in there too? If you say anything negative about the the Ravens or yeah, let's throw it in there. Yeah, Why let's not? Throw that in there. Why not? More and drinks. If, if Sonya, More drinks. If Sonya, who is uh, who's not here at the moment, if she says anything negative about any of the teams, and she hasn't said anything negative yet, we're still trying to get her to say something. Yeah, exactly. Negative. But uh, you know. I'm going to take a shining shot. positive light on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and take this disgusting shot. It's a pretty big shot. This is not even a small shot. Glass. Yeah, yeah, this is a nice shot. This is a hearty Cheers. shot. Cheers, Cheers to you, Friday. Ben. Hopefully I don't gag. You won't. You've been drinking this since you were a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the olive groves in Croatia. Oh, he's making a face. He's making... Oh, how was that? <laughs> you haven't drank a shot of that in a while. Not that warm, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it warm? It's disgusting. <laughs> Did you put it in the microwave before I got here? Uh, no. It's been sitting out here on the table. Uh, it's like when you drink tequila. That's yeah, what... Yeah. The, uh, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I wish, yes, I will I be, wish we could get a video of that. I'll be slurring my speech <laughs> by the end of the podcast. Well, I don't have any sure. more cow. I don't have any more cow. So we'll add the division. So we'll add the, uh, we'll add the NFC East... Uh, to your to your uh, shot, there's there's nothing negative contract. to say. I mean, they're just. Psst, I'm not going to say. Anything. They're all terrible. Yeah, not, they're all terrible. It. I didn't say it. it. Came out of your mouth. All right. Next up, we do have a little bit of news for Antonio Brown. Ugh. Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown has reportedly lost his second helmet grievance, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com. The neutral independent arbitrator has found that Brown must find a new helmet model and he cannot wear the shoot air advantage that he had hoped to wear this season. Brown will now have to use one of the league approved helmets or he cannot play in the NFL. It's that simple. The potential silver lining for Brown is he will likely get an endorsement deal. This guy, man, turned uh, 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 something that should be a safety concern into an endorsement deal and this has actually been confirmed this week an endorsement deal from the manufacturer of whatever helmet he ultimately chooses and can boost his bank account on top of the 30 million dollars he is set to collect from the raiders over the next two seasons antonio brown there is no official word as to as how brown will react to the news but we're guessing he will suit up for the raiders in week one uh this coming sunday he will also likely be walking into a high volume usage situation with the raiders offense in his spanking new helmet uh we had a little bit of extra news too uh this is just uh you might as well pour a nasty shot for me this week steelers quarterback ben roethlisberger was on nbc sports and reporter michelle tafoya sun or michelle told michelle tafoya sunday that he wishes he hadn't called out Antonio Brown after he threw an interception at the end of their Week 12 loss to the Broncos. God, I remember that game. That was brutal. Uh, he added that it ruined his friendship with Antonio Brown. And how do you think Antonio Brown uh, reacted to this in a mature uh, fashion where he took Ben Roethlisberger's apology and decided that it would be best to take the high road and uh, bury the hatchet with Mr. Roethlisberger, or did he do something else? What do you think? Oh, I'm sure he approached it very maturely. He did. So in his tweet <laughs> this week, he said, Never friends, just had to get my ends. Shut up already. Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't say Ben Roethlisberger. Shut up already. 
So screw you, uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, the guy is trying to give you an olive branch here. All right, I got to take a shot. All right. How, yeah. how you filled it up? Yeah, well, because it was only a, a, like a Did quarter. you drink that much? Yes, I did. You saw my shot when I put that. All right, get ready, get ready to talk because you'd say whatever you want to say about the helmet no, I'm, I'm, and Ben Roethlisberger. This is going to take me a minute to, to yeah. do this. No, I want to watch you do it. I want so to watch you do it. Be prepared to, to, to carry the mic I for wanna, the next 15 minutes. I want to see you puke now. Uh, here we go. Cheers, Ben. Wow, that is a pretty big shot. That took you a while to put that down. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh warm. Oh, my God. It's warm, right? It is disgusting. That is, that is a terrible Whoa. shot. But it's, 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 a, it's a great punishment. It's a great punishment. Yeah, I don't know why we were doing the Jack Fire. The Jack I, I, Fire was not a punishment. I mean, I'm not sure why they even sell this in the states. It's probably one of the oh, worst liqueurs. I can feel it in my freaking out of out of Croatia. Probably, yeah. So I mean, if anybody has you know has uh, has a drinking game out there, um, I highly recommend uh, Shlivica as the punishment for whatever drinking game you're playing. Yeah, because it'll come out of left field. I mean, yeah. you know, people. Some people don't like tequila, so you know, you don't want to. You know, those people don't want to see tequila, but no one will see this coming. Unless they're Croatian, I will or have post Croatian this. Friends. I will post it on Instagram. You can post it on Twitter. That is what it is, and I'm sure it's available all throughout the U.S. For some reason, I have no idea why, because it is disgusting. Oh my god! So what? So what say you about the the helmet situation and the Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, it's, rebuke! I'm not even shocked anymore. I'm not shocked by what Antonio Brown does anymore. Um, you seem to still be a little shocked by it, but well, you it's, keep, it's, keep... it's just it's just normal behavior. I just didn't know how big of a prima donna he was until he went to the Raiders. I mean, he's almost worse now than he was when he was with ever, the Steelers. Ever. I mean, at least it, he didn't he didn't completely melt down until the last game of the season last year. But tomorrow, if he's still available in the draft, I will. I'm not taking. I will him pick up Antonio because Brown. I think he's gonna. I mean, John Gruden has a breaking point. Uh, I don't know what that breaking point is. Oh, he loves uh, but it. But he has he a breaking it. point. Gruden loves this. You think? I think so. Well, he what? loves to be on camera. He loves to be on the mic. I mean, you know, he, he did it for how many years? I mean, that knock on wood thing. I mean, have you seen Hard Knocks? I haven't watched it yet, oh, but I definitely, I definitely do need to uh, start watching Hard Knocks. I mean, he'll make a comment, knock, and then knock on wood if you're with me. And all the players got to knock on the desk in the, in the film room. And and you look at their faces, they're all like, "Why is he doing this?" Uh, and, and Gruden thinks it's like this really interesting, like thing uh, that brings team, the team together. building. Yeah. And they had a montage and a lot. I mean, who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you when we start winning games. That's when I'm with you. Yes, you need to be, you know, more fucking together. You need to be more fucking uh, committed. You need to be more fucking uh, whatever the thing, whatever he's saying. It's it, yeah, we get it, John Gruden. I'd, you like being on TV? I'd pick up Antonio Brown. No, don't do it. Don't do it to me. He will be on my team. First pick. Uh, Maybe not. But. I may take Roethlisberger with the first pick. It depends on how much I drink tonight. I'm not sure who I would take. I mean, if yeah, if, but- if I am the first pick overall, I will actually take Saquon Barkley. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. Really? I will take Saquon Barkley. Because who, who do they have? But he has to score touchdowns. Who do they have? They don't have anyone else, but, but, but you got to get some touchdowns to get... I know points. I know, but I, I would, or maybe, 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 Kareem Hunt. Have we have we finally not Kareem Hunt? I mean, um, uh, Alvin Kamara. Sorry, I would take Kamara over over Saquon Barkley. It's just close. For the touchdowns. It's close. Yeah, just for the touchdowns. Yeah, um, but I would take James Conner over over Saquon Bar- I, Barkley probably I, for the touchdowns. That, that's uh, who, who else do you guys have over there as a running back? Uh, 
Samuels, Jalen Samuels, who's yeah. a backup, and then we got yeah. Benny Snell, who's a first-year player out of I want to say somewhere down south. I, mm-hmm. He's not. Lashawn uh, McCoy was available for a second. Yeah, <laughs> Lashawn McCoy was available. Oh shit! I'm drawing a blank on where Benny Snell, uh, Snell was from, but I think he's from down south somewhere. I think it was in uh, not an SEC team, but somewhere down south. Uh, next up, we have a little bit of good news uh, for the Jets. And the Buffalo Bills uh, in that division. Patrick Chung uh, was arrested. I don't know if you heard about this, but he was arrested with uh, for possession of cocaine. There was a call that was made, uh, and police showed up at his house for some other reason unrelated to the cocaine, but found the cocaine in his home. Uh, he has since been indicted for cocaine possession. Uh, the league has no plans on suspending him uh, at present because the adjudicative process has not run its course. Uh, but it looks like he had a bunch of coke uh, in his uh, abode nonetheless. Pretty crazy. Uh, so what do you think about that, Franny? I don't even know what to say. That's a I weird mean, one, I, right? That's I, a weird I, one. Th- that is that is pretty odd. I mean, uh, he played for the Patriots. He plays for the— For, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He plays, played for. I'm not sure if, if, uh, if they've cut him— just yet but i mean if they found it in his home but it, i mean it must have been out in the open you know yeah i mean there's a you know there's a this uh, rules of evidence i mean it has to be in plain view yeah uh if that's not the reason because they didn't have a warrant or anything yeah. i mean you know or or you know to search his house i mean right i mean they, they just walked into his house and probably just saw it there they were there for other reasons and yeah, there was a call for service whatever yeah. that is there was I'm a not call sure what for that is but service. man if, if i mean if you're gonna do that stuff i mean you know have a pool table and leave it on the side like it's chalk or something <laughs> you're gonna, you know use on your hands like oh that's or just, at least that's have just, like a little box like yeah, a little like, wood box like i had when i was a kid you know you gotta like put you gotta put your like, like your your pipe or whatever it's like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of lebron james i just love that that opening where i clap <laughs> my hands and just blow it in the air you know uh, yeah 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 uh, no they took that from gordon right did he? I'm I not sure. Think so. I think that's a LeBron James thing. Is it a LeBron James thing? Yeah. Yeah, but I would, Oh, well, now you love LeBron James. I keep I don't, forgetting. I don't, now he's on the Lakers, I keep I forgetting. I don't love him. I'm happy that he's with the Lakers right now. But, you know, I mean, at least keep it in an area where you can kind of make excuses for yourself. Yes, you know? exactly. Or at least put it in a box and hide or, or, it somewhere. I mean, don't have it in the first place. But if, if, if you're going to, you know, do it, either hide it or, you know put it somewhere where, you know, it doesn't like really stand out. Yeah, I mean, they're only tested once or twice a year. Uh, and I'm guessing that a lot of these guys get a heads up as to when the testing is coming. Uh, so while people do get suspended, I think it's uh, th- I there is more drug use in the NFL than probably is widely uh, believed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it was a strange move from a from a uh, Patriots yeah, player. Yeah, from a Patriots player. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it from one of their the heart and soul of well, their we did not have... the heart and soul, but he's one of their best defensive players by far. We did have Aaron Hernandez. That's true. There is the murder. There is also the and murder the and the owner, suicide. Yeah. The owner sort of, you know, likes young Asian women. That's true. Uh, was at, it? At, at, at Lotus massage parlors. The Lotus of whatever. So, yeah. It's just a facade that they put on. Yeah, it was a really interesting story. I mean, hopefully, you know, there's not more to it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why the league can't suspend. Uh, if you can suspend. I'm sure, he will, suspend I'm sure he will be suspended. Yeah, so far, no. I mean, if you can suspend... Uh, Jerron Reed from Seattle for a domestic dispute where there was, you know, some evidence of potential domestic violence based on a statement, not necessarily based on an indictment and a conviction. I'm not sure why you can't suspend someone 
uh, for, you know, having open, you know, vials or bags or whatever of cocaine. Yeah, I'm, not uh, sure it's in their... I'm not sure it's usually packed. Yeah, vials probably <laughs> not. Probably a baggie, <laughs> I'm guessing. Although if you have Patrick Chung's money, maybe a really large Or with Lane baggie. Johnson with performance-enhancing drugs, you know, he was suspended for a period of time. I would say cocaine is a performance-enhancing yeah, drug sure. also, uh, even beyond but that. Maybe so, that's the Patriots' secret. Maybe. It's right before every game. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> no, that's, no, Patriots, please don't sue us for uh, first slander there. Uh, next up, we have a really, really interesting bit of news. At least I think it's an interesting bit of news. Uh Case Keenum has been named the starting quarterback in Washington over Dwayne Haskins. Uh, the Redskins acquired Keenum in a trade with Denver this offseason, off season, and Keenum has started 54 games in his career, including a 30-30 in the past two years. He went 11-3 and as Minnesota starter in 2017, and he signed with Denver after that season. In the past two years, he's thrown a combined 40 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. That's not a particularly good touchdown-to-interception rate. Uh, he'll be the fourth different quarterback to start for the Redskins in yeah. four seasons, at least. Uh, what say you about not starting Dwayne Haskins over Case Keenum. I know you may feel differently than I do. <laughs> I don't think Case Keenum is a terrible quarterback. Uh, you know, he's performed well. Um, you know, he played for Houston uh, for that one season. I think it was, it was towards the end of a season where he performed fairly well. You know, he, he filled in admirably as the backup quarterback. Uh, for Minnesota, though, I mean, they went to the NFC Championship game with him under center. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I, don't I, I think it's, it's good for the Redskins to start him over Haskins. Uh, when Haskins was drafted into the league, it, you know, he was expected to sort of sit behind a starter and, uh, and learn the ropes and, and kind of mold himself into a starting quarterback. I don't think he's NFL ready just yet. I think Case Keenum gives them a better chance right now to win than Haskins. You know, we'll see how Case Keenum performs this season. Uh, if he struggles, you know, just throwing Haskins, what do you have to lose? But I think to begin the season, I think it's good just to have Case Keenum start and see how he does. Frane always with the logical perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, I disagree. I think that uh, they should definitely throw Haskins out there. Uh, there's not much that's going to be gained this season in terms of uh, making the playoffs, even if Keenum plays well and plays all 16 games. I think when you have a quarterback that's only played two years in college, uh, you have a team that's on the mend, on the rebuild. I throw him out there, learn on the job, you know, take your licks, and come out on the other side next year stronger for it rather than learning uh, next year, what you could learn this year. I mean, ultimately, what are you really going to learn? You're still learning from Case Keenum that you can't learn from from playing. Case has been in the league for at least five, six years now. He has, he has, and and Franny has, you know, Franny has a, a, a maybe even longer a, than five, six years propensity to like these sort of bland quarterbacks. He <laughs> likes Kirk Cousins as well. These sort of bland, uh, unexciting quarterbacks who just get the job done. He has a, a an affinity for these guys. Uh, so I'm not surprised that he likes Case Keenum over Dwayne Haskins. I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is going to be a bad quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think he's ready right now. I agree. He's definitely not ready. Yeah. 
Definitely not ready. Yeah. So but the team's going to suck. So why not throw him out there? Uh, get as much. You got him. You got him for five years. Uh, you took him in the first round. You got a you know, fifth year option on him. You've only got four years or three years after this before you have to start negotiating a contract if he's any good. Why not just throw him out there, let him learn, just like they did to Marino and Manning and Favre and Elway. Yeah, but those throw them guys, out there. Throw them out there. That, that was that was different though. Those guys are on a different level. But you maybe know, Haskins that, is on the same level. No, he's not on the same talent level as Peyton Manning and Aaron. Well, Aaron Rodgers didn't start. No, actually. he didn't start. No, he, he, didn't start. No, he, he kicked the dirt or, and he it, was it, like <laughs> pouting on the sideline. Why won't Favre retire? Or Andrew Luck, for instance. I mean, those those, those guys are different. I mean, you know. Uh, Carson Wentz was kind of thrown into it because uh, they're, they're, that was a different circumstance. And so he was just kind of thrown into it. He didn't expect. And how did he perform? They went. Really well. No, they went 7-9 and nine that year. Oh, did they? Yeah, they went 7-9. and nine. It was the second season he won it was the second, 11 games. Yeah, so the first season he played well. Um, but you know he, he was he was still making some rookie mistakes out there. But you know it was a seven and nine season. I don't think Dwayne Haskins would uh, would would perform even that well. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I just don't see the. I guess I mean you know what you have in in Case Keenum. I think that the, he's a known quantity. You know you went out and you took Haskins in the first round. The team's not going to be very good. Why not let him get some on the job training um, this year so that he can be prepared to play. Next year or the year after, whenever uh, Dan Snyder puts a you know a team on the field that can win a significant number of games, so I just feel a little bit differently. But Frane uh, is probably making the much more logical choice and the, probably the more prudent choice. Uh, next up, we have another interesting quarterback situation down in Miami, which again I think Frane might disagree with me on this one. <laughs> so. Uh, Fitzgerald has been named the starter in Miami over Josh Rosen. Uh, This uh, came out, I think, yesterday or the day before. Again, I think this is a foolish decision, but what say you, Freddie? They got Fitzmagic as their starter. Conor McGregor. Right now. (laughs) So he does look like uh, Conor McGregor. But uh, Miami will have an offensive explosion that they've never seen <laughs> Maybe. for the last 25 years. He's going to start the first three games of the season and perform amazing. And then he'll probably suck the next few games. And that's when they'll throw in Josh Rosen. That's usually Fitzpatrick's cycle. So you, you, think they're, you think they're just sort of gambling that uh, Fitzgerald can win a couple games, or Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick can win a couple games I, at the beginning of the season? I don't think he's going to win any because I think the team is really bad. Um, but I, I think they're just kind of you know throwing him in there because he's had that he's had that magic with other teams. Like we're, we're, when he's ever started for any other team, a new team, he's performed well. It usually takes about the fourth or fifth game before he starts to really suck. At least, yeah, just like yeah. with Tampa last year. Hey, didn't he beat uh, New Orleans year, early in the season last year? He beat the Eagles earlier yeah. in the season last year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, he went off. I mean, this guy, people in the fantasy, they were scrambling to pick this guy yeah, up in yeah, fantasy, yeah. and There's that's like forty some points that in could a game happen. That could happen this year again, um, but he's gonna, you know, fall back into his usual mediocre self by the fourth or fifth game, and then that's when Josh Rosen will take the reins. Yeah, I mean, again, and not not surprisingly, I, I disagree. I just have a fun. I just I you know same thing with baseball. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe people should stay in the farm system as long as they do. I don't think people should stay uh, on the bench as long as they do in the NFL. I would start him right away. Uh, they, I think they have Baltimore 
and New England in their first two games. That may be part of the reason why they're they're uh, sending Fitzpatrick out there because it's you know it's unlikely uh, that Josh Rosen isn't going to get punished significantly in those two games. But I would start Rosen the whole this whole season is an evaluation of Josh Rosen and whether or not they need to make a move in the draft next year. I would rather have 16 games to judge him than 14 or 12 games to judge him. I actually think Josh Rosen is a pretty good quarterback. Unfortunately, he's in a not much better situation this year than he was in last year, especially with the Tunsil trade. Uh, but went, I, I would see what you got with Rosen. I mean, Josh Rosen went from a, a, a bad team to a terrible team. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I, I, I never, I never thought he was that great of a quarterback when he was playing with UCLA. Ben, you're a little bit higher on him. I don't know why. I just, I have a soft spot in my heart for some strange reason for UCLA quarterbacks. I'm, I've been living I'm, out here for I don't know why you 19 have years now. Framed jerseys, framed Rosen jerseys. <laughs> I in got the like house. McNown jersey UCLA. You know, Arizona Cardinals now with the Dolphins. I don't know what we're infatuation is with uh, Josh Rosen, Ben. I just think he's a pretty good quarterback. He showed <laughs> signs of maturity at UCLA and, uh, you know, as, as being an NFL level quarterback in terms of uh, pocket presence and reading a defense. I think he has those skills. Uh, the question is will they put some kind of an offensive line? In front of him, so now he lost his best offensive lineman in Miami, and he lost one of his best wide receivers as well. I know he's older, but still, uh, a rookie quarterback's best friend is an established, experienced wide receiver who can be in the right place at the right time. So it's going to be rough, but I would still, I would still start uh, Josh Rosen. Well, let's agree to disagree. Then we agree <laughs> to disagree. Uh, next, we have uh, some interesting news coming out of the labor negotiation. NFL owners continue to push for an expanded season, even as players continue to demonstrate almost no appetite for such an idea. Folks who are in the know on the current state of the CBA negotiations say that there's been little substantive progress in talks thus far. The player side is determined to up its share of the revenue pool from 49 percent in the next CBA, while the owners so far have indicated that they are not interested in discussing the revenue split absent a discussion of possible expansion of the season. Ownership has floated the idea of expanding the regular season to 18 games, expanding the regular season to 17 games, or simply adding an extra round of playoffs. All of those concepts would include a reduction or elimination, which I would support, an elimination of preseason games, an an idea both sides seem to favor, and potentially replacing those preseason games with joint practices and scrimmage games. Uh, What say you about expanding the season to 18 games? If, if, I know how you feel, but if we can eliminate eliminate the preseason in its entirety, no preseason games, joint practices, scrimmages, uh, full contact drills. I still wouldn't do it. But no, what do you think about expanding the? Uh, well, I, I want to hear yeah, you. I, out I, on. I, I wouldn't do it. I, I think sixteen games is enough as it is. I th- I, I think uh, there are, there are so many players um, that are injured throughout the season in a sixteen game season. Uh, the preseason should probably just be two games. I don't think they need more than two. Uh, I think they should really cut that down. I think 16 is quite enough. I mean, for the for the teams that make to the playoffs, it's not just a 16. It's an extended season. 
Um, I think 16 is perfect the way it is. I don't. I mean, with the owners, yeah, it's great. I mean, they make more money, but these guys uh, are going out there, and, and this is their livelihood. These are their bodies. This is their future, you know. We are the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, just look look at you know retired NFL players and the issues that they have. You extend the season, and it just gets worse. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I, I would like to see more regular season games and and fewer pre. I, I don't need to see. Any, I, love, I love football. I don't need to see any preseason. I love games. football, but I think the way it is right now. I mean, we we watch games from September to the beginning of February. I, I think that's quite enough with 16 games. I don't disagree. Uh, I would, li- but I would like to eliminate. I would like to eliminate the preseason. The players uh, are on board for expanding the playoffs. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I think I agree more, or I like it more so the way it is now. Uh, the NBA, half the teams after 82 games make the playoffs. Uh, it's just far. I mean, look too- at baseball. Baseball has yeah, they 162 have, yeah. games. And there's even less. I mean, how many teams make it? I, I think mean, it's, it's ten it's, teams, it's, or yeah, ten teams make the playoffs. I think after that many, ten games, or twelve. It's, it's, I mean, it's not as as physical as as. Oh, uh, here as, we go. It's here not as physical go. as football. It's not as physical as football. But uh, you know, they're not talking about it. They have expanded, but um, I, I I don't agree with you know the NFL expanding and adding more. I I, I just don't agree with it at all. For 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 the players' sake, it's just not safe. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I would like to see more. But in 18 games, you might not be... If you had an 18-game season and you expanded the playoffs you know, a little bit, you might not have as many starters in at the end of the year, so they might not be playing in those games. Maybe. Maybe. And this is an interesting uh, interesting segue. I had, I, I, was, uh, I had a question for you. It's not really on the agenda. It's on the agenda. Uh, we have uh, more holdouts this year. After On top of Le'Veon Bell, we have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, we have uh, Melvin Gordon. We have all these holdouts. Uh, with CBA negotiations coming up at the end of next season, uh, do you think that the owners are going to try to push uh, for some more leverage in in reducing or punishing more significantly players that decide that are that are under contract that decide they don't want to play? That's a pretty good question, Ben. That's a pretty good question. But I mean, how are you going to punish them? Uh, essentially, you would be able to not pay them and void their contract, uh-huh. uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, in, in Elliott's situation, you have him under contract for two more years. Uh, now you are in the third se- at the, in the beginning of the fourth season of his contract, and he's refusing to play uh, unless he gets a new contract, but he's under contract for five years. A.B. Uh, essentially put a stranglehold on the Steelers. This year, even though he was under contract, Le'Veon Bell got franchise tag, put a, put a stranglehold on them. Clowney did the same thing. Melvin Gordon is doing the same thing right now. I think the players are going to push for a little bit more revenue, maybe above 50%. I know the owners are fighting that, but I don't know uh, that they'll win that battle. But in return, I think they will push. Uh, And I think if they're smart, they will push for some way of getting out of contracts when players essentially are refusing uh, to show up to camp even though they're under contract or refusing to play even though they're under contract. Mm-hmm. I think people like Antonio Brown uh, are going to end up hurting their colleagues in, in what they're doing because if you're – think about it from the owner's perspective. Uh, what do you do when you have two years left on someone's contract and they're refusing to play? Or they're refusing – I mean, I get refusing to play on a franchise tag. It's a one-year deal. You could end your career on a one-year deal. You could mm-hmm. be done. Try to trade them? 
maybe. Get rid of uh, them? If can... they're a headache, get rid of them. Move them somewhere else. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm on the players' side, not, not, not so much on, on the owners. Uh, for, you know, Ezekiel Elliott sitting out, and Jadavion Clowney, Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, I mean, the, 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 they're trying to make as much money as they can because they know their career, especially for running backs, is short, shorter than even other positions. Yeah. So I understand where they're coming from. Like you said, it's not fair to the other players, but I think the other players also stand behind them because they know what they're going through. Um, so I, that, that, you know, that there, there's a, there's a long discussion that you can have about that. And that would probably take way longer. Oh, than, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you can tell that I, you know, I've been in management for the last couple of years in my life rather than <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm more uh, of a labor guy. <laughs> yeah. He's more of the labor guy, but I, I heard an interesting, uh, you know, a little bit of information today. There's a, apparently there are some running backs and their agents uh, that are considering uh, forming a union separate and apart from the yeah. NFL players. I think for, that, run, for running backs. That is kind of ridiculous because you already have the players union. You don't need a players union on top of the players union for a certain position. And you're going to have guys branching off into the wide receivers union, you know, offensive line, you know, linebacker. I, I think that's the, that's kind of crazy. You have the players union, and uh, if you think something's not fair, then you can go ahead and strike. They should, you know, band together then as you know one unit. But it, there's there's a lot to talk about just from that one question, Ben. Oh, for sure. And and I heard another. I mean, interesting take on it today uh you know i've dealt with labor and you know during my life and i've been in unions uh and someone pointed out on a podcast that it's escaping me right now which podcast so i apologize that the nfl players association is probably one of the few unions that really doesn't care much about retirement benefits pensions and health care they essentially operate as a representative of the of the highest paid players you have to be in the league for a significant period of time during any kind of pension or any kind of long-term health care. So they don't really negotiate those types of things on behalf of the players. And I think if they did, I think if there was long-term uh, pension protection, you knew you were going to earn a comfortable living you know, for a significant period of time or you knew that your health care was going health, to be covered. Especially health care. I don't think these players would be as... Um, Demanding, uh, demanding is probably the wrong word, but they wouldn't be so firm in their positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we may need this CBA negotiation might be uh, more intractable than I thought initially. I was hoping it would be just a sign and that would be done. You know, it would be fairly insignificant, notwithstanding all the hype. But I think it might be more significant in, in terms of the negotiations than I once thought. Yeah, I mean, we, we see these guys; they make millions and millions of dollars, and it is a lot of money. But if you have no health insurance and you have some sort of ailments, I, I, we, we all know how much health insurance costs. And if you're not, if you're paying out of pocket for this stuff and you're not covered, you know, uh, by some sort of retirement plan, you can easily go broke. Oh, for sure. Know, w- w- within a 10 oh, year yeah, yeah. span. I oh, mean, for sure. a lot of these guys, you know, after, you know, being out of the league for a few years, they're. They're broke if they're not smart with their money. Yeah. I mean, even in, even in college, I mean, a lot of a lot of people. Uh, mistakenly think that when you get a you're signed to a scholarship to play football for most universities not all but most mm-hmm. uh, that your scholarship is guaranteed that if you're hurt and you can't play football that you you can still go to you know school and get your degree that's actually not the case mm-hmm. in the overwhelming majority of schools if you blow out your MCL or you tear your Achilles and you can't play you're out of school mm-hmm. you don't you don't get to go back to school 
and get your degree, which is which is something that's, that I think they should negotiate yeah, as well. That's not fair. Yeah, but. and there are some schools on the West Coast, kudos to the West Coast, uh, that don't do that, that actually let the players continue on with their career and get their degree mm-hmm. uh, or their college education and get their degree. Uh, but I've probably gone too far afield on this that subject. That took a long time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shot of the week. Oh, Friday, the mixology mentor. mentor. We'll be right back, folks. Thank you for that lead-in. Like I say, every single week, it never gets old. <laughs> Except for our hundreds of listeners who are We're probably tired of hearing this. <laughs> All right, 10 seconds forward, 10 seconds forward, 10 <laughs> seconds forward. So uh, tonight's shot is similar to last week's shot. Uh, this is also courtesy of tipsybartender.com. Uh, it is a Labor Day weekend, and this shot is in honor of Labor Day We've dubbed it labor, yay! Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Friday doesn't seem particularly excited. By it's kind of corny, but uh, I, I like it. I like it. It's, uh, so, anyways, the inverted yeah. shot in this shot—it it was a pretty big shot, actually. It's almost a cocktail, uh, really. So, if you if you tuned in last week, you knew we had uh, an inverted shot instead of another glass that had some other alcohol in it. So, if you check Instagram and on Twitter, you'll see how it looks like. Uh, but in the inverted shot, it is a blue UV vodka, which Ooh, is basically nice. vodka with food coloring in it. Uh, and then uh, blue curacao to make it even darker blue. I love the blue and blue curacao. And uh, that is inverted in pina colada mix with some Malibu rum. And on the bottom, there is grenadine. So it has that nice red, white, and blue uh, look to it. It is, you know, an American holiday. We've had the 4th of July. Uh, what else did we have, Ben? We've had quite a few red, white, and blue yeah, yeah. shots on the show. Gronkowski. Uh, the Gronkowski yeah. shot, yes, for sure, for the Patriots. Um, so this one is going to be very sweet, I'm um, sure, <laughs> because of the pina colada mix, which is like sugar, only oh, sugar. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah, sugar. Yeah, sure. uh, so when you do pull out the inverted shot and it infuses into that red and white shot, it comes out so it's like nice, a nice blue-ish it's cloudy shot yeah it looks it looks really nice uh, when you do that and so i i, I kind of separated it put into a shot glass for ben a shot glass for myself because it's a really large sort of cocktail shot and uh ben let's give this a shot and see how let's it tastes do it cheers it's kind of right. thick oh that's very good um 
It's hmm. a little bit. It's creamy. It's uh, creamy. It's, um, it's got a little bit of a smooth finish. Tastes like pina colada-ish. <laughs> well, it's pina colada, but it's not too much. Yeah, well, because of the uh, the Malibu rum, the vodka, um, you know, blue curacao is kind of sweet too. It has the orangey sort of flavor to it. The grenadine is also kind of sweet, but oh wow, it is actually a, a pretty good shot. The uh, the leftovers I handed over to Sonia, who's still not at the table, but she also enjoyed it as I, well. I mean i love it this if if any of our west coast visitors or listeners uh ever frequent cabo this would <laughs> this would be the perfect shot to make in your room and take down poolside or beachside in cabo this is a really really great shot for warm weather and it's warm right now this is an oh, awesome man. it would be better awesome if it was shot. cold but it's been on the table for a while now a because bit, we've been bit. waiting to drink it because I wanted to go on my discussion about uh, you know labor contracts, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great conversation. It's just that that could be a, you know a two hour discussion on its own. But it's very very good, very good, very um, easy to drink, very easy to drink, very easy to get uh, you know a little tipsy on this because it's so easy to drink, and there is rum and also vodka in it. So and Frane, for the sweet. record, he does this every single week that we have the podcast i mean just in the past few weeks he has the labor yay this <laughs> week i will say it with enthusiasm even if he doesn't uh the shark attack the summertime which i really liked uh thirst and glory the red white and blue shot okay oh that was Those for were both. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah the blue adriatic the vodquarium the dirty 30 and the orange you glad it's summer uh some really really good shots this board that we have the big board is almost Full, it's filling up. It's uh, filling up for sure. Of shots that Franny has concocted. Uh, we'll post this on Instagram. Have you posted uh, this shot or will we post this shot on I, Instagram? I on already posted this shot on Instagram and I'm sure you'll post it on Twitter right afterward. All right. This was a great, it was good. great shot. Good. Almost like candy. It's it's beautiful. I mean, it's coconut, not too much. Are you drinking Einstock? I'm drinking the Einstock. Oh, wow. I moved on to the Einstock. Hey, this is not a sponsorship. No. But if you want a nice... Summer what? drinking beer that's really good, uh, but also not cheap, like you know, Bud or Bush or Miller Lite. That stuff is not cheap. Uh, it's Einstock. It's a white ale uh, from Iceland. It's you put this stuff on ice. It is really, really good. I mean, the alcohol content I think is about four point two or yeah, four point no, five. High. Not that high, but not they have a high. darker one. They also have a darker one. I'm not sure if you've tried the darker one yet. Maybe we should give that a shot too. Uh, uh, the dark blue can. Yeah, yeah dark, I saw it yeah. today, and I almost bought it, but I thought we were going to have some other guests here yeah. uh, this evening for Sonia's uh, you know, get together. Uh, so I bought just a lighter drinking beer. But this is a really, really good beer from Einstock in uh, Iceland. That's it's too really, really good. Wash down the Stilwitza. Still, that is exactly. I have that taste. I still have uh, it in my in my stomach. So it next up be is coming Ezekiel out Elliot and Dax tomorrow Prescott. morning. Also. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jay Gruden <laughs> <laughs> and Eli Manning are next up on. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. And I believe you have some. No, 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 sorry, sorry. I'm actually, man, the, like the board is right in front of me now, but we had it behind. We used to have it right behind me and I couldn't see it. I was just excited to get to the rye. That we have for tonight, but never mind, Ben. Next up <laughs> on the big board is our tag team news. Like I mentioned earlier, Ben is a huge Steelers fan his entire life. 
Sonia, also a Seahawks fan, and myself, Ronnie, I am an Eagles fan, and we have some news for all the teams. Let's start with the Steelers. All right, we'll start with the Steelers. Not much news, thank goodness. Uh, Steelers not particularly active this offseason, but that is just fine with me. Uh, just a little bit of an update on the Steelers secondary, which is a big problem and has been uh, a big problem for the Steelers low these many years. Uh, We were able to pick up a beautiful, beautiful linebacker from Michigan. So we've solidified uh, both the uh, defensive line as well as the linebacking cores. We've done a pretty good job of keeping that intact and adding to that. But our secondary has been a problem uh, the past few years, giving up too many big plays, uh, deep plays down the field, and not just we just have not been able to cover from the cornerback or from the safety position, but our secondary looks much improved this year. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers secondary coach Terrell Austin is receiving rave reviews from Steelers defensive back from two-time pro bowler Joe Hayden on an island as the sole decent guy in the secondary for the last couple years uh, to third-year quarterback Cameron Sutton for everything from his coaching acumen to his communication skills with corners and safeties. Uh, Terrell Austin was brought in this offseason to coach the secondary and upgrade the work ethic at that position. Uh, According to Joe Hayden, it's been great having him here just given the knowledge that he has he's been in the league a long time just the way that he studies the film and presents the film to us the install going over it with the younger guys it's very very clear something that wasn't uh in place the last few years it was just far more complex than it needed to be and far more complex given the personnel that they had on the field uh this is a really 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 good uh you know, warms my heart as a Steeler fan. So Austin is spearheading the Steelers' emphasis on creating turnovers, something we downright sucked at last year. We were almost at the bottom of the league uh, in uh, turnover differential. It was it was abysmal. Uh, the secondary accounted for six of the Steelers' eight picks last season, with ranked twenty eight out of thirty two teams. So the defensive backs' focus by talk, taking daily reps of catching balls from the jugs machine is an improvement over what they did last year. The addition of Austin as a senior defensive assistant to Tom Scrap Bradley is an investment in the secondary, as Austin estimates the Steelers employ five defensive backs or employ five defensive backs on the field 75% of the time and have sets with six or seven. Austin joked he loved to have a third coach with the secondary and his outgoing personality has rubbed the Steelers the right way. Uh, this is this is really, I'm, I'm very hopeful and optimistic about this. The Steelers secondary has been abysmal the last few years. It's, essentially, it's been trash since, you know, since, Woodson retired back in the day. It just has not been able, outside of Joe Hayden uh, and some outliers here and there, it's just been really, really bad for a long, long time. So we're really hopeful in Steelerland that the secondary will improve. Friday, what say you about the Steelers' chances of not being a Swiss cheese secondary? We will see what happens this season, Ben. Uh, yeah, it, it's great that they're trying to improve that. I know you, you know, the Steelers, like you said, struggled in. Uh, that facet of the game, and uh, hopefully this year you'll move to 27th. But <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, watching. Go ahead. But it was great. I mean, I know you didn't mention it in the news uh, or in the tag team news uh, on uh, Instagram or on Facebook. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was great to see Shazier 
out on yeah, the field, absolutely walking. Um, you know, w- without any sort of walker and any sort of assistance, he was able to just walk out. He was kind of throwing the football around. Great to see him on the field. I just want to throw that in there. But uh, good luck to the, <laughs> the Steelers. The Steelers secondary. Well, watching what you guys were able to do last year, sort of hodgepodging that secondary together and still being uh, somewhat effective. I, I uh, think that's a lot too with with Schwartz too. I yeah. mean, he's a, he's a great defensive mind uh, with limited talent. Yeah, and I'm hoping that uh, Terrell Austin is able to do the same with the Steelers because I was just shocked at how uh, ab- how how Schwartz was able to really you know put that together with gum and you know and sticky glue and you know <laughs> duct tape. But they did a really good job down the stretch. Uh, so you want to go to the Seahawks next or the Steelers or the, uh, the Eagles? Eagles. Let's go to the Seahawks. All right, the Eagles well, had we a talked, We talked about the Seahawks, though, already. Oh, yeah, so we Jadavion talked about Jadavion Clowney. Sorry, we had to lead with that. We yeah. didn't, we no, didn't no, dump that, was, that down in the <laughs> That was important, breaking <laughs> news. news. Uh, just a couple. Uh, looks like David Moore. Uh, they actually cut uh, Brown, another one of their wide receivers today, which was an unexpected move by the Seahawks. Uh, but we did have an update on... David Moore. So NFL's Ian Rappaport is reporting that Moore who suffered an injury last week in practice will be back sooner rather than later and may not have to be placed on the injured reserve list. Although there has been a little bit of walking back of that comment by Pete Carroll this week, but it looks like by all accounts that uh, David Moore is not going to miss a significant amount of time this season or going into the season. So that's good news uh, since they decided this week uh, to drop uh, to drop Brown. Sorry, our, our mascot is at the table. Uh, they dropped uh, Brown this, this or today. Uh, so this is good news for the Seahawks. It's uh, they're making some strange moves today. Uh, so it's an interesting time in Seahawk land. Friday, what say you about uh, Seahawks not having a, a hurt receiver or a receiver that's not as hurt as they thought they would be? That's good news. Good news, Ben. It is. It's it good is. news. So we had another I, little bit. I was, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, we'll see what's, you know, what type of difference maker David Moore is in the regular season. He's going to have to be. Uh, so we also had a little bit of interesting news at a Seahawk land. Uh, Geno Smith, uh, who yeah. was widely uh, reported to have won the backup, the, the backup job, to Russell Wilson was cut today, leaving exactly one quarterback on the Seahawks roster, and that quarterback that's is Russell Wilson. What say you, for Perplexing. That's really weird. <laughs> I don't know who they're going to pick up now. I mean, who's available right now that they can pick up as a backup you know, quarterback to Russell Wilson? I, I, I don't pay much attention to the preseason, but it seems like Geno Smith performed pretty well. I mean, Paxton Lynch, I guess, was terrible, uh, and they dropped him, rightfully so. Uh, but that that is that is really odd that they would go into the season not even well I guess uh, the season itself is not a week away but their their first game is about a week away it is well almost tomorrow will be a week away um, but I don't, I'm not sure who their backup will be yeah we don't know I mean allegedly they are going to wait until tomorrow and and, and this week to see who the remaining 31 teams cut off their rosters and pick someone up it just seems like a strange move to cut you know. Geno Smith and a big, Cody, a big gamble. Cody Kessler's available yeah, yeah, now. Cody Kessler's available. That is true. <laughs> it's just a big gamble. You know, Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt very often, but you know yeah. that isn't necessarily yeah. going to be the case forever. It, exactly, exactly. Uh, so that, that is really, really odd. I don't know if I've seen that in the recent past, where a you know a team just cut all you know, of their quarterbacks. The Raiders have three at least right now, 
and you know the Seahawks have one. So I, uh, I don't I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Maybe they have somebody in mind, but really odd this this late in the off season uh, to not have a backup to Russell Wilson. Yeah, Pete Carroll is uh, maybe he's up to something. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're moving on to. Uh, Eagles news. Uh, this was interesting. Came across the ticker tape today. Uh, Josh Adams. Ticker tape? <laughs> the ticker tape today. Is that, is yeah, that yeah. how old? old <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old timey news used to come out. <laughs> On the Pony Express. Uh, yeah, it came across the, uh, the wire. Uh, Josh Adams, who led the Eagles in rushing last year was cut from the team today what say you Franny? i'm not i'm not too shocked uh you know he started or or played you know fairly decent for a couple of games there but towards the end of the season he sort of petered off um he couldn't really find the hole uh you know he just was you know trying to make jump cuts behind the line and just he, he just didn't perform well towards the end of the season i'm not i'm not too shocked about that and and, and the eagles have uh running back depth so I, i'm not i'm not worried about that at all for the Eagles. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I liked Adams last year. Uh, bigger. He's a bigger, taller. Yeah, but uh, Miles Sanders has performed very well. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's Jordan and uh, I mean Corey Clement to me is a, is a is a great running back. I think he's underrated. Um, you know, I, and also you know Darren Sproles coming back. So I, I'm not really worried about the the Eagles running back situation. You can't go into the season with you know ten running backs, obviously. Yeah, you so, can't keep them all. Yeah, uh, no. I mean that's the Steelers. The Steelers are are in. He'll he'll find another team for sure. He'll he'll he'll, oh, yeah. he'll play a backup oh, yeah. role. He is uh, you know definitely good enough. He's a strong runner, but he needs to be more decisive. Um, with the plays, I mean, it, it seems like they would call a play, and, and he would go in the complete opposite direction, and and that that, that was his that was his issue, really. The, <laughs> going in the opposite uh, direction, uh, no, of the direction you know, you he was the, supposed you to see, go. You see the blockers going one way, and he's going the other way, and then he starts you know hopping around trying to change right. It, it, it didn't work out towards the end of the season for the Eagles with him, and I'm not I'm not shocked that they dropped him. All right, fair enough. Uh, next up, we have Nate Sudfeld, who he broke his wrist a few weeks ago or a couple yeah, weeks ago, right? Yeah. So it looks like the Colts are targeting Nate Sudfeld. Even if the Colts go with Jacoby Brissett, by all accounts, they are. It is safe to say they will be in the market for a backup quarterback, and it wouldn't be surprising at all if they called the Eagles about Nate Sudfeld. The Colts, the Colts have shown interest in Sudfeld before trying to take him off the Eagles practice squad in 2017, forcing the team to promote him to the active roster. The Colts tried to land Sudfeld again in November of 2017 after they already had Brissett, who was acquired two months earlier and started the season. So by all accounts, the Colts are going to be targeting Nate Sudfeld, who is a capable backup quarterback when he's healthy, to uh, back up uh, the incapable what say you? <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't have that much game experience. Uh, you know, from what I hear, he's a pretty decent quarterback. But uh, for the Eagles, he hasn't really done much. Um, but, you know, after this season, you know, the Eagles most likely will not keep Josh McCown uh, on the roster. Uh, so Nate Sedfeld is, uh, you know, next in line to be the backup quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, you know, if, if there is any sort of a trade made, um, it, it would have to be, you know, something that that, you know, that really entices the Eagles uh, to go ahead and make that. But uh, I, I don't, 
I don't see this happening. I don't. I don't see him going to the Colts. All right. Well, I don't think I, the Colts would give an, give up enough, you know, for him to move. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree. They, they are going to need someone to back up uh, Brissett. I mean, now and it also complicates the situation with. I think they have another backup there. I, I can't even remember know who I, it is. Though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, but I, I know they have uh, another guy right behind uh, Jacoby Brissett. I just can't remember who it is. Or they might take Hodges, but uh, I, from the Steelers, if they don't place him on the practice squad yeah. today. Well, there is. Uh, there's a lot of drama, and you know the Steelers may actually ultimately only keep keep eight offensive linemen instead of nine, which is what they would typically do to keep either a linebacker or a fourth or a or a, a special teams player. Uh, so we're, we're we're really watching that closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Deshaun Jackson. Not much of a news item here, but mm-hmm. I do still think it's it's worth uh, mentioning. Uh, so NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport or the guy that the NFL teams call to give information to <laughs> reported. How do, they, how do these guys get these jobs? You're not breaking any news. They just called you. The I, NFL, the NFL just called you. It's, but how does he get into that position? I where like, no they call idea. him. I have you no know, idea. I, I don't get it. I mean, that's why I like Jake Glazer. I mean, as much as, as annoying as he can be, uh-huh. I think he sort of had to work his way into trying to get yeah. information as an outsider. Ian Rapport works for the NFL. <laughs> so it's not really a scoop. You know, like it's like me reporting. Like, not that I dislike the guy. A, I, I, I think he he reports the news very well, but it's he's reporting yeah. whatever they tell him. It's not like he went out of his way right. to you know sneak into practice. To Breaking get news: news. Ben mows yeah. lawn today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, okay, yeah. Uh, so the uh, insider Rappaport reported <laughs> that Deshaun Jackson suffered a broken finger on his left hand uh, in a practice this week per sources that were informed of the situation. While it's never great for a man who makes the bread or his bread using his hands to suffer a break, Rappaport notes that Jackson is not expected to miss time and the Eagles aren't concerned with the injury. Yeah, he'll uh, be fine. He'll be fine. Just just wrap up the finger next to the nearest finger next to that one that he broke and he'll, he'll be good. He's good. He's good. Right. He'll be fine. I just, anytime there's, I mean, I know that we just need him play. to open up the field. That's it. You to know, open, open up, up the, the field. field. In other words, run down on a big Run a, really a long fast. Route. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. I mentioned it earlier, but it is our beverage of the week. Now we are at our beverage of the week. Friday, what is our beverage of the week? Our beverage of the week, Ben, is yet another rye from Braddock Oak. Yes, we have a rye offering from the Braddock Oak. Actually, it's not Braddock Oak. It is the, well, actually, it's Catechin or Cat O'Chin uh, Distilling Company. Uh, this is a Braddock Oak single barrel rye. Uh, Braddock Oak rye is produced in the Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains from the finest rye grain and aged in charred oak barrels. I think that might be why I like it. Each batch is fermented, distilled, and bottled entirely by hand. The Braddock Oak Red Wine Finished Rye Whiskey. Oh, that's the other wine. This is, we're not even talking about that one. <laughs> so this is the single barrel. They also have a uh, Red Wine Finished Rye Whiskey, but we're taking the a taste of the single barrel rye Tonight, and I think I've discovered why I like these types of rye, and it is the charred oak barrels. So, Franny, what say you? You want to give that a taste? Yes, I do, Ben. Let's do it. 
Here I'm we go. Giving it a quick sniff here. Oh, that's really good. It's smoother than I would have expected. Yeah. Uh, is it a little bit chocolatey? There's a little bit of little hints of, of uh, caramel or chocolate, chocolate in, in there. there. A little bit, but it, you can you can definitely it's 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 smoky in flavor, but it's uh, it's surprisingly smooth. Very smooth. It's actually very smooth. Doesn't have much of a bite to it. Very easy. Oh wow! Uh, to drink. It's one hundred percent rye. Oh, it's made in Virginia. It's so really I'm, good. I'm just, I'm just yeah, like the silence is just yeah. us smelling and or drinking the rye. We don't have Sonya here to fill in the uh, the the dead airwaves while we <laughs> while we were drinking. <laughs> wow, this is real, and the bottle is really nice as well. I mean, I know that shouldn't be a consideration in what we're drinking, but the bottle is really nice as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it has that that toasty sort of. It's toasted. It's charred. Vanilla, it but then there's a, at the end there's that little bit of chocolatiness that you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it That's is, what I'm tasting. <coughs> Excuse me. That's know, it's, really it's, good. It's, it's it is it is it's just it, it's better than I expected. That's for yeah, sure. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's right up there with and and and, and with the Willet. I don't know if it's up it's there. It's not I mean, quite w- as good. Because w- you know exactly what it is right now. You're, you're, you're looking at the bottle. You know what we're tasting. If the Willet was on the table and we tasted it separately, we knew what we were tasting. Much smoother. The Willet's much smoother yeah, than it is. But if on a, a taste test, uh, which will be coming up uh, you know, next week, uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, you know the Braddock Oak, the Knob Creek, uh, the Willet, the Whistle Pig, and we'll also throw in uh, the... Uh, Jim Beam. Oh, we have, as, well. Yeah, we have to throw yeah, in. We have yeah. to throw in. Uh, I know the peanut taste now. I, I will be able to. <laughs> I don't fish think so. out I, the Jim I, Beam. I, I, I still think that will be your number one oh, uh, finisher it probably for that for that taste test. But this Nothing one is Beam, folks. is better than I expected. I mean, the bottle, like you said, is it is you know it's very nice. It's very simple. It's your old timey western. It, that's pretty style much bottle. Yeah. yeah, what it looks like, and um, it it is. Much, much smoother than I would have expected, especially with some of the other ryes uh, that we've tasted. The Mictors has a little bit more bite. Oh, yeah. Uh, you like it. the I, I like. I really, I do like the Mictors. The Old Forester was also very good, but also had that, it wasn't as smooth. It still had that sort of bite to it. At yeah, the, the back Old Forester was. Of the throat, you know, whereas this one. This it, and bite on a stick while I rip this bowl out of you. It goes down smooth. It's, it's, it's woody. It has some vanilla flavor on the finish. Like you said, there's that. Sort of caramel, maybe a little bit of chocolate on it, but it is, it is very good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely taste the sweetness at the end. Not sure if it's caramel or chocolate or vanilla, but I taste that that sweetness at the end. But definitely. it's not as harsh as I thought it might be. And definitely uh, has that zing of spice to it. Has has a nice uh, nice bit of spice, not overly spiced, but that's good stuff. That's no, good stuff. Is... I've never heard of this before. Uh, you know, walking into Total Wine, I was wondering what I should. You know, get for tonight's podcast, and this one was rated, you know, ninety points on whatever connoisseur wineconnoisseur.com. I'm not sure exactly which one, <laughs> but I'm I'm happy that I got this one. This is a very good, very solid rye. So Braddock Oak Rye for anybody out there that's looking for for a good rye, and this one is good for you know just about 
I, uh, it was around thirty forty dollars. I can't remember exactly, but thirty but it's, forty. Bucks. It's a really really mm-hmm. good rye uh, for the price for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Freddie, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beer taste test. Or should we do the taste first? Uh, yeah, we're going to taste a beer. We had a fifth element last week, so uh-huh. we're also going to taste the fifth element was, IPA this week. Yeah, that was the fifth element Weiss beer. Um, it was a, a small craft brewery in uh, Croatia. Never seen it before in my life. That's why I purchased it. And uh, we'll, we'll try the IPA then. So we're going to taste that, and then we'll do our taste test after that. Ronnie has been so nice to put together a taste test for us tonight. So hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back. And before we do our beer taste test, we're going to sample our beer of the night, which uh, is Fifth Element from Croatia. And Ben has some information there. I do. This is the I IPA, Love and Air. That's how they <laughs> describe it. This truly powerful beer is made of an imperial India pale ale beer style. It is characterized by intensive hoppy aroma and bitterness which covers up the strength of the alcohol well due to the unique recipe symbolized by the experience of master brewer of our brewery the word love (laughs) is truly transformed into beer and because of the use of the larger quantities of special varieties of american hops for dry hopping this beer embodies one more element air so it rounds up the concept of Fifth of the fifth element, lime or line, <laughs> line, lime. Uh, the aroma, pronounced resinous citrus sh- hoppy aroma. <laughs> typical for American hop varieties. Uh, Columbus, Chinook, Cascade, and Centennial. All of these things we will learn as we brew our beers. Uh-huh. In the background of this hoppy aroma, the sweet aroma of caramel and alcohol appears, all perfectly balanced with initial bitterness. Despite the higher content of alcohol, it is a very drinkable beer. So let's see if that let's is see. true. Hey, cheers, Ben. Cheers. Cheers to you. Sonia is not here to sample the beer, but since it is an IPA, I'm sure she, she wouldn't like it. Like she doesn't it. like the bitter stuff, so no. let's get a shot, Ben. Let's do it. Cheers. Oh, wow. You sure that's not... Uh Thirsting Goal 7th Round IPA. I think this one is a little more bitter than the beer that we it is. brewed. It is. Uh, but I do like it, though. I mean, it has a lot of flavor. It is very hoppy. Oh, it's um, very hoppy. Yeah, but it has a crispness to it. Um, you know, it has a slightly uh, citrusy flavor. Um, but it's... it's uh, your standard fair sort of uh, IPA. IPA. I mean, it's not It's not dry at all. It, it is actually refreshing, uh, and uh, you can really taste the love. I, I, like, I, 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 I don't taste that, the air I think as they, much. I don't taste brewed, the air as much. I, they brew the love into it, but yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's good. It's yes, good. Croatia is famous the, for its. Uh, it's it's love. Not its IPA. <laughs> not its IPA. It's definitely famous for its lagers, though. But definitely a good, a good. Uh, drinkable IPA, crisp. The finish is nice. Um, oh, that's very good. Yeah, it, it is. It is actually better than I expected. It's refreshing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoppy, I'm bitter, hoppy. It's like bitter but refreshing at the same time. Yeah. It is actually very good. 
Uh, so, if, you know, if, if anybody's at uh, Total Wine or any similar sort of liquor establishment, uh, and if you, you see the, the Fifth Element IPA, yeah, pick they, it up. Pick it up. It is actually very good, better than I expected. Yeah, 7.5% wow. alcohol. It's wow. way up there. Uh, the bitterness is 75 IBU, and the color is 9.5 EBC. Not sure it is a very is. good. <laughs> I have. I know the alcohol content. The content, yeah, but it doesn't taste strong. You know, it, it doesn't have that sort of alcohol sort of bite to it. It's very easy to drink. It goes down. Oh, because it's really cold too. Um, but it, it goes down very easy, um, very drinkable. I would highly recommend this one. I would say on our ten. rating. On our uh, thirst and goal rating scale of, of 1 to 10. 1 to 10. I would say this is a 7.5. Uh, I would give it an 8. Yeah. Uh, but that's primarily because I am a much bigger fan of, of, of IPAs probably I, than Franny or yeah. Sonia is. Uh, I would give it probably an 8 because it, it it's a really full-bodied IPA. But it doesn't have uh, that level of dryness that you sometimes get, even from a good IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have that level of dryness. It's really refreshing on the finish, even though it's bitter. Uh, I really would recommend this highly if you're able to find it in your local yeah. liquor I'm, I'm sure it's not. I mean, I've never, you know, how many times I've been to Croatia, I have never seen this offered in the store or on any menu. It's funny that I had to come to, you know, L.A. LA to, <laughs> to find actually it, yeah. find Fifth Element IPA. And we'll post uh, the pictures on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you know, it's pretty much the same bottle. It's just orange. Uh, the label uh, has some, you know, orange elements, uh, you know, sort of in color there. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll post it. And it's, it's highly recommended. It is very good. Yes, and it has a picture of the Croatian elephant on the front. Yeah, there are many yeah, that's <laughs> many <something>. elephants <laughs> in Croatia. That is uh, something that you will not find. Yeah, they should have a kuna on the front of that. You know what they should? They should. They should. Yeah, All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer taste test. Oh, yeah. And what is our beer taste test tonight, Friday? Our beer taste test, Ben, is, you know what? Unfortunately... Unfortunately, this, unfortunately, this time around at, at Total Wine, I couldn't find the full array of Czech beers. Uh, so I basically took what was available to me. Um, so there are some light beers, some Pilsners, some dark ones, but they're all from the Czech Republic. Um, there's usually a wider selection. Unfortunately, they just were out of stock on quite a few of them this time around. Um, but we will have the taste test right now. There's five different beers from the Czech Republic. Uh, we were there this summer. We've tr- we tried Staropramen. We tried Starosta. We had Pilsner Urkel, which they had. Yes, which is of good. They better have that. Uh, and 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 I would probably guess that that will be our winner because uh, it's a good light beer. We'll see what happens. Uh, Sanya will partake. She's not here at the table right now, but she will partake in the beer taste test. And when the beer taste test is done, we'll um, we'll have a listing of the names because I just don't have them in front of me right now. They are cooling in the fridge, and uh, we'll get to it. All right. Hold tight, everybody. You'll get you the results of the first inaugural Czech beer taste test momentarily. And we are back from we are. our taste test, and Sonia is 
back at the table I'm as here. well. She did partake in uh, the Czech beer uh, taste test, and you have the results, I son. Do. You actually have I the, do. the five beers listed yeah, and then the yeah. results. I will probably screw up the names, but we had five beers. Uh, Rebel, or it's the Czech Rebel, the Pilsner Urkel, the Praga Dark, the Premature Premium, and the Czechovar Dark. And after the three of us did our taste test, our number three beer was Praga Dark. Our number two beer was Pilsner Urkel. And the winner winner is the Czech Rebel. And for the record, all three of us actually chose the same three beers. Not necessarily in the same order, except actually, Frana, you and I did. Yeah, we did. Um, but uh, we actually did select the same three Which beers. is pretty shocking. Yeah. yeah it's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I happened never before. choose a dark beer. But this one was actually kind of cool. And yeah, you were was, fast. You pushed it right up there. I know. It was, and, yeah. Yeah. Hey. And All right. I, I don't know if any of um, the oh. listeners heard that song <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. <laughs> I'm not sure who it is either, but me and Ben heard that song multiple times driving back from the Czech Republic. Don't call me up. And I think Ben knows every single lyric of that song. <laughs> it's a it's a and, high and, quality and, undertaking. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you, if you uh, take a look on Instagram or on Twitter, you'll see the videos. And Ben has that song playing in the background. <laughs> as he's choosing his beer. He loves it. Absolutely. Don't call me up. <laughs> All right. Well, we are lucky enough to have Sonia here. So we oh, might yeah. want to check a little bit in on her. Her. On me. Uh, we talked about the Jadavion Clowney trade earlier, <laughs> as well as a little bit of Seahawk news. And we were wondering if you had any thoughts on the Jadavion Clowney trade. <laughs> or I, th- I think I sent you guys all the memes I found this morning. <laughs> Talk about breaking news, right? Um, no, this is this is I hope it's good news. I mean, sometimes it's not about the player. It's about the team. And um, we'll see how he does with us. Uh, but I think that the Houston Texans uh, GM was like smoking crack or something early this morning because I think he made another trade. He also, did. he I, did with the Dolphins. I mean, I mean, all day today I was doing my little girl crafting stuff, <laughs> and so I didn't Men follow. Craft too, goddammit. it! Well, you didn't <laughs> sit down and craft, so you know what? Shut your pahole. Um, so I don't know what else, but uh, I I heard he made another weird trade. Yeah, uh-huh. traded away. Uh, uh, they made a trade with draft picks for. Uh, Tunsil, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, all and, and Kenny Stills, and, and me and Ben talked about that a little bit at the be- well, more than a little bit at the beginning of uh, the show. Uh, but also, Sonia, you missed out on our beverage of the week. What, yeah, what was the beverage of the it week? It was another rye. Uh, it was the Braddock Oak Rye, and I have it right here, right in ah, front of you. Ah. So you and, uh, you know, every week you're a big fan of the Browns. Let's see I what do. you think about this Maybe one. Maybe that's why I chose the Praga Dark. <laughs> Maybe my taste buds are evolving. Oh, it smells really good. Oh, it smells really good. It's like something you could bake with. <laughs> bake with? Next week, crafting with rye. These cookies are almond. Also, with a little hint of cinnamon and rye. Um, you know, it's um, I'm still trying to get that mm-hmm. beer taste out of your mouth. No, yeah. <laughs> no. the Czech beer. No, no. Um, I was hoping that there would be more on a finish. Um, it's okay. It's all right. Not not one of my. 
favorites. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, me and Ben thought it was easy to drink. Yeah, it is. It is, it is very easy. easy it's just you know, once you drink it and that initial zap happens, that's yeah. it. It's yeah. done. Not too much follow up on the flavor. No. Um, but you know, it, me and Ben thought it was very easy to drink, and looks like Sonia thinks so too. That's why she continues on. to finish keep her on, drink. Keeping on. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good, but it's yeah. So we had a little bit of extra news. Uh, Geno Smith was cut. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people? Not only did they, they cut Paxton, which I thought, okay, that's okay. At least we have Geno. I've watched him. You know I like watching the preseason, pre-season. crap. Yeah. But for this reason, right? But Paxton did okay. Then, you know, he gets yanked out. And then Geno goes in, and he does okay. And then he gets hurt. And then they throw Paxton back in. And the next thing you know, they're both cut a day apart. What the hell? You have one quarterback. Do you think this was Russell's divine plan? Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll pick somebody else up. Then. You know, he called the, all the uh, plays yesterday. Or the, yeah. Well, I would definitely trust him over their offensive coordinators over the past few years, Bevel and Schottenheimer included. Uh, but, yeah. But I thought I read something about um, they're waiting. I, I don't know. They're going to pick him back up, though, Gino. They're picking Gino right back up, but. They released well, they can him. get him on waivers. I don't know. It but was he won't clear waivers. I didn't, I didn't know. Well, he might. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to. No, I thought I read something about it, it's okay. They're going to release him, but they're going to pick him back up unless somebody else. Maybe the practice yeah, squad, waivers. maybe. Or, I don't I mean, know. the Colts might you know swoop in and grab him. They're a little short on quarterback <laughs> right now. <laughs> We also had uh, David Moore, who's not as hurt as we previously yeah, he's thought. he's going to come back soon, which is uh, good. So that's good well, he news. doesn't want to be out on IR during you know, the eight weeks. So, But we also had uh, Jerron Brown got cut by the Seahawks, who was supposed to be your number two receiver. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that seemed as if yeah. it was a shocking move by the Seahawks to drop him. But you still have a DK Mecca. Right. And I think. I think Who that's, is injured? Yes. Oh my God! Son, no, I'm just kidding. Son. Yeah. <laughs> he is hurt. He, he is, is hurt. hurt. Oh, is he really? I mean, no. But we yeah. all remember that phone call. <laughs> I'll never Why y'all too slow, man? <laughs> Why y'all way too slow, man? Oh, that just breaks Why my heart. Why y'all way too slow, man? <laughs> That is. I knew Sonia would like that. You're gonna make me cry. Here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Finally, Sonia's back at the table with us. She's back in the podcast. Uh, so, do you have anything else to add about uh, Seahawks Steelers news? Yeah, anything we did, else? We did you the tag team news already, Sonia. Without you, unfortunately. Right. So, so tell me just briefly because I think we're at what three hours Probably. now or what? Yeah. We're on hour four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to whip you guys to time check. Um, anything new on your guys' end? Oh, we talked about it. We yeah, talked not about really. it. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, not much going on. Yeah, I mean, luckily, nothing. Uh, no news, news is good news for the Steelers. Uh, same as last week. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw something for you guys, but I'm trying to remember what it was. Well, hopefully, it was good news. <laughs> I'm, I'm no. hoping. Uh, Roethlisberger got into it with Antonio Brown. Uh, our secondary looks great. See, uh, Seattle. You just had the the David Moore news, and for the Eagles. There was a Nate Sudfeld trade potentiality and Josh Adams, who Frane is not too hip on. Yeah, no one uh, cares. Was ultimately that. cut today. So Frane, <laughs> what's next up on the big board? Next up on the Uh-oh. big board, Ben, is a shout out to some of our fellow podcasters out there. Yes, we have a shout out. Oh, our fellow podcasters, our independent podcasters, folks just like us that are out there, just trying to. 
you know, get by in the NFL <laughs> podcasting game. We appreciate all of you, uh, and we appreciate all of you uh, interact interacting with us on Twitter as well as Instagram. But these are two really, really great shows that are out there available for your listening pleasure. The first is the New York Jets fans podcast hosts. Dave and Chris and Charmin talk about all the updates for the New York Jets, a team I'm pretty high on this season, as well as all the NFL's news in general. These guys are knowledgeable, fun, and they don't hold back their opinions. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for the link in the show notes, or you can find them on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. Uh, second shout out to Sonia and Frane. The Lovers of the Brown. Uh, this is a shout-out to an awesome bourbon-centered podcast. Oh. Shout-out to The Bourbon Lens, a discussion amongst friends, Jake, Michael, and Scott. They all discuss their lives over bourbon. Uh, during this project, they look to explore the bourbon industry, learn more about their favorite spirit, and even interview, as they have on many occasions, Bourbon industry insiders, makers, entrepreneurs, and business people. The Bourbon Lens is about all of this and more. You can find them at thebourbonlens.com and on Twitter at Bourbon Lens. Uh, these are two great podcasts. Please, please, please give them a listen. Uh, they do a really great job. The Jets podcast, these guys are awesome. They're funny. They, you know, they, they don't take themselves too seriously, but they're all very knowledgeable dudes from New York and New Jersey, uh, huge Jets fans, and they tell it like it is. Uh, Bourbon Lens, they really do great interviews with industry insiders. Their Twitter is amazing. Uh, please, please, please check out these podcasts. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our top five. Sonia has not prepared for the no. top five. It's actually our top four teams that we would expect to possibly make the Super Bowl this year and one outsider, one dark horse that nobody is expecting to make. I guess she could do this while we're giving our We top could. Fives. We could. That is possible. Say it again. Top five is? It's the top four. Top four first. Top four. Teams you believe are going to make the Super Bowl and one outsider. In other words, an outsider that people are not expecting mm -hmm. to make the Super Bowl. Frane, what are your top four plus one? My number four team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Number four? Number four. Number four. They're a good team. They're a deep team. If they can stay healthy, they have a very good chance. My three, two, and one aren't very surprising teams. My number three is the Rams. Really? I still think Coming the Rams. Yeah, I still think the Rams have it. They can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. My number two is the New Orleans Saints or New Orleans. New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think they have a chip on their shoulder from uh, last year, that terrible call in the NFC Lordy, championship Lordy, game. Lordy. Ben doesn't agree with me, but I think it was a terrible call. And my number one, you just got to knock the Pats off in order for me to choose a number, another number one. But yeah, the Pats exactly, are the number one team to make it back to the Super Bowl in the AFC. So my number five, though, the wild, the, card. The wild card, surprisingly, Ben, is the Steelers. Ooh, yeah, coming know, in way uh, too low. Th th they're five. Coming I mean, in I, hot. I, I mean, it's, it's five. 
They're a dark horse. You know, they've made some. Actually, they haven't made too many changes yeah, uh, they've been in the offseason. Mellow. In the uh, you know, obviously, you don't have Antonio Brown anymore. We've heard plenty of that over the <laughs> yeah, last. Thank goodness. Uh, I don't know, few months uh, from Ben, who's taken multiple shots. <laughs> yeah, we because had some of big it. shots of Sleevo earlier. But uh, you know, I think the Steelers uh, they 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 could be that dark horse in the AFC that makes it into the Super Bowl. All right, I agree with all of that, except I would rank the Steelers a little bit higher on No bias, list. no bias whatsoever. I would rank that a little bit higher. My number, we go one through four and then five? I go uh, four to one and then that fifth. Oh, my fourth team on the list to make it to the Super Bowl are the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at number four. Hard to argue with the Chiefs and the offensive weapons that they've got on that team. A little bit of an upgrade on defense, but still a big time contender uh coming in at number three the new england patriots wow. Wow. can't number really three. argue with Franny on that one until someone comes in and riffs that rips <coughs> that trophy from their hands they are going to be in contention number two coming in at number two is the pittsburgh steelers mm. wow coming in at number two wow. uh you know they great offense, huge offensive line, talented offensive line, lots of weapons. Finally, in the defensive secondary, I think the Steelers have a really good chance to get back to the Super Bowl. And coming in at number one, uh, not counting my dark horse, is the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles coming in at number one. Uh, I'm sorry, Sonia, that I left the Seattle Seahawks off this list, but I, there were only four choices who who was who was your uh dark horse again my i haven't gotten to my dark oh, horse sorry. yet but uh seattle can't be a dark horse because they will probably make the playoffs but the eagles are my number one choice to make and win the super bowl next year coming in at my dark horse coming out of the woods coming out there stumbling the yes. new york jets <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, wow. The New York I mean, Jets. That's really dark horse. Sam right Darnold and company, Le'Veon Bell and company with a revamped defense, a new head coach, and a dedicated fan base. I think they have a chance to make a wild run in the playoffs next year. So they are my dark, 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 dark horse. That is very true. A very dedicated fan base. For, for no good reason. <laughs> Sonia, what about you? What are your uh, four through one and your dark horse? Four, Eagles. Three, mm-hmm. Rams. Two, New Orleans Saints. One, Pats. That's like me. That's like and the exact same. And the dark horse is Seattle, mofos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that's, really that's, a dark horse. So you guys, you just picked up Jadavion Clowney today. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say the Steelers are a dark horse, but the fact that they didn't make the playoffs last year and they've they've struggled. They, they couldn't make it, they couldn't the playoffs, make it. They couldn't make it over the hump. Um you know, against uh, New England the year before. Was it against New England the year before? They couldn't make yeah. it over the hump. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, I, We're I not alone in that regard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Sonia, you have the same uh, top four as I do, the exact same Eagle, rank. Well, Eagles four. Uh-huh. Rams three. Yep. New Orleans two. That's what I have. I, seriously? Yeah, I, exact yeah. same. And the Pats at number one. And uh, we have, uh, you know, the same beer <laughs> sort of. Uh, taste and, this and is weird. And, 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 no, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I think it's adorable that you guys so, Sonia, think that the um, Saints are. Uh, we should probably there. play the Mega Millions. So, <laughs> all right, I'm thinking of <laughs> a number between one and sixty-four. Okay, let's think of a number between one and sixty-four. Let's see if me and Sonia get this right now. I'm thinking of a number, Sonia. 
Okay. Let's write it down. Let's write it down right here. Here we go. Let's see if if you have the same number as I do. Okay. That's a, that's 32? a 32. 37. 37. Pretty close. Ooh, pretty, close. Right. That, that pretty close. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. All right. <laughs> you might want to run to the 7-Eleven and get some <laughs> yeah. scratchers yeah. or something tonight. Uh, but that was fun. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, of course, I was the outlier as usual. Uh, Friday, what's next up on the <laughs> yeah, big the Jets, board? That's, that's a stretch, but it is a dark horse, like you said. <laughs> big, big dark horse. <laughs> and next up on the big board, Ben, is our TV update. I'm sure you and Sonia have some updates. We do. Sonia, we've been watching a little bit of the television via the wonderful world of non-network TV. Oh, yes. Uh, so we had a little bit of an update. We have been watching or we finished the first season of an interesting comedy from across the pond, uh, Flowers, which is about oh, an cool. interesting, uh, eclectic, uh, weird, strange, interesting family from uh, London or around London, I believe, uh, which I can't say enough about. It's a really great show. Stick with it if you're watching it. Sonia, what say you? Oh, no, it's 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 quirky. It's different. It's weird. It's funny. Um, we're starting, what, the second season? So so we'll see if if it continues to be. But the first season of Flowers was actually um, it, it's worth a watch. If, if you've got nothing else to do, watch it. You'll probably uh, smile a couple of times. And we also finished the first season of Afterlife with Ricky Aww. Gervais, uh, a dark comedy uh, about a man who's lost his wife and is suffering through depression with his friends and interesting colleagues. But I think it's a really, really uh, funny show, but also a very heartwarming show uh, that if you're sappy like me, you will probably like. What say you, Sonia? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, uh, <laughs> I'm sappy. I mean, Ricky I'm... Gervais. You know what? He's he's actually really good. He he's an excellent actor. Yeah. He's hysterical. I know not many people like him, but um, you know what? This was a real good show. It was short though. Yeah, it was only six or seven episodes. Yeah, I think. it. But you know what? He wrapped it up really nice, and um, you know, it really really showcased his acting skills because he was able to do funny. He was able to do sad. He was able to do drama. He was able to do a lot of things. So, you know, worth a watch. All right. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board band is our world famous quiz. Our world has her buzzer ready to go. And Ben, you're going to quiz us tonight. I am going to quiz you tonight. Hold tight, everybody. We have a little bit of a lead in theme song. everybody it is time for our world famous quiz contestants are you ready yes Yes. all right question one who has won the most nfl mvp awards in history what Hmm. who has won the most mvp awards in nfl history that is a very good that's a great question i have no idea is it a current player or an old player? Can we do that? <laughs> I cannot 
tell a lie, I will not tell you the answer to that question. Okay. The most MVP. Uh, I'm just going to throw it Dan Marino. It is not Dan Marino. All right. Sonia? I'm trying to think. I never usually pay attention to I know. who the MVP rice. is. Rice? <laughs> Which rice? I don't know. Uh, 49er rice. <laughs> 49ers Jerry, rice? What's his name? Jerry Rice? I forgot his name. <laughs> Rice Aroni. <laughs> Rice Aroni is not the answer. The answer is overall Peyton Manning wow. has won the award five times in his career. The most Damn. of any NFL player. Wow. Brett Favre, Jim Brown, and Tom Brady were nam- named MVP on three separate occasion or occasions. From a franchise standpoint, players representing the Colts, the Colts, have won the award on eight occasions hmm. between four cool. different quarterbacks, Manning, Unitas, Earl Morale, and Burt Jones. The Packers are tied with the Colts for the most MVP awards. I figured he won some, but not the most. But that's, yeah, he deserves it. That's cool. Yeah, now that I hear that, yeah. Jesus, right. why didn't I come up with that? All right. Are you guys ready for <laughs> yeah. question <Rice>. two? <laughs> what team is considered by most to be the biggest cheater of all time, the Patriots. Where do you oh, think? Sorry. Where do you think? Our I thought that was the end of the question. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it's the way he asks it. Yeah, I mean, Inflate Gate and all that other shit. Yeah. Uh, where do you think our teams land, high, middle, or low? But first of all, what team do you think is considered the biggest cheater of all time? The Patriots. That is wrong. Were the biggest cheaters? That is wrong. Oh. And this is this is. Anything. It's steroid use. It's actual fines for spying, for uh, in, intentionally screwing with the injury reserve list or reporting injuries that aren't happening or not reporting injuries that have happened, uh, bumping, as Mike Tomlin did, you know, into the field. All sorts of weird Is it between stuff. our three teams? Or just or, in no, general. Or in general. In general. Oh, okay, go for The Patriots. <laughs> it is not the Patriots. <laughs> so Cincinnati. You, you have a guess? Cincinnati is not correct. Oh. Huh. Uh, oh, the probably. correct answer is the Denver Broncos. Denver really? Broncos, wow. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure it's not just the altitude? <laughs> no, Denver Bron- Broncos. They have had, uh, looks like, uh, 12 players that have been you know, hit for PEDs. They had a salary cap violation. They had a spying violation. They had a whole bunch of violations. Okay. Where do you think our teams land in this list? High, middle, or low? Eagles. Low. The Philadelphia Eagles are, in fact, near the bottom of the list at 22 of 32 teams. Not shocked. Sonia, do you think your team is high, middle, or low? High. You th- Wow, really? You think they're high? Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks are, in fact, high at number <laughs> 13. That's pretty surprising. <laughs> That's funny. And this might come as a surprise to you guys it came as a surprise to me number four on the all-time cheats list Steelers is the Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers oh, Cheaters. I just don't understand how that can be possible uh, but to Frane's, uh response to the question earlier uh, the New England Patriots are number 14 right behind the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. wow all right, next question. You guys ready? Damn. Mm-hmm, of course. Bad. All right, what is the largest NFL 
stadium by seating capacity? I don't know. I'm going to say it is. Is it Arrowhead Stadium? It is not. Okay. It's the new one, the Mercedes-Benz one. It is not. Oh. Which one? The one for uh, Atlanta? (laughs) There's so many Mercedes-Benz stadiums now. Also uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. It is not. It's not. Huh. Let me think here. Um, uh, The Coliseum. Uh, it the, is not the Ram. I mean, that's a pretty. That's a. It seats a lot of people. You would think it's it's an ugly stadium. So what's but, the answer? Okay, what's the answer? The answer is MetLife Stadium, home of the New York Giants that was and my the next New guess. York Jets. Eighty-two thousand five hundred. I th- uh, I still think the Coliseum sits more people. I, I thought it. Yeah, right. I mean, like, like a hundred thousand, thousand or people, something. Yeah. I mean, like full capacity. Yeah. yeah. I do not think that is <laughs> okay. All right, next question. What is the average tenure for an NFL head coach? Three years. That is incorrect. All right, all right. What are you looking for, Ben? I am looking for the plug for the computer, which is telling me that it is about to go run out of battery. That means we got to hurry up. we got to hurry up. Nope, nope, but it's, yeah, but. Okay. Um, average tenure for a coach, I'll say five years. That is incorrect. All right, what's the answer? <laughs> the average tenure is 4.3 years. Oh, 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 we're pretty close. We I were. mean, did we have I to mean, get the point right? <laughs> yes, you were very, very close. The average NFL coach has now been with the team for 4.3 seasons. Uh, Major League, ba- Major League Baseball seat. managers, this surprised me, uh, are actually second at 3.7 season seasons, with Premier League managers coming in at 3.0 seasons. There was allegedly somebody in the English Premier League that was a coach for 23 years. I'm not sure who that was, but that was uh, the longest tenured Premier League coach in history. All right, next question. Question number oh, five. <laughs> What we love this quiz though, by the way. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> He's disappointed. <laughs> what is? No, you don't like it. Actually, no. It was. It's a good quiz. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's uh, just really late. According to according to Condé Nast Traveler, uh-huh. uh huh. What is Europe's best city? Uh, readers cast hundreds of thousands of responses to this. It isn't like a hundred responses. This is hundreds of thousands of responses. Okay. Of responses. I'm going to guess only city? because we were there recently and I don't think you would ask this question <laughs> otherwise. I would guess it's Prague. It is not. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, no. wow, okay. Vienna. All right. Vienna oh, is the correct Vienna. answer. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Shocker. Vienna yeah. is the correct answer. We, we, we were there, Ben. Yes, 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 yes. yes. With its Artistic, exquisite, and largely shaped by its musical and intellectual foundations, Austria's capital and largest city is packed with culture. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was actually shocked was that shocked it came too, in yeah. at, at number one. Especially I mean, since that's... the whole town closes at eight, but you know, <laughs> it's not like Prague. And <laughs> yeah. Salzburg, Austria, was number two. Hamburg, uh, Germany, number three. That's where I like to go. Salzburg, Mozart. Is that where Mozart? Yeah, that's where Mozart. One, is. one of them, Beethoven, Mozart. One of them. One of them. Yeah. All right. 
a bonus question. We oh, do more. have a bonus question. Sorry, I'm more trying nice to make sure Sonata. this computer continues to have power. Yeah, uh, because it dies after four hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> a nice little dig there. Nice little dig. <laughs> what is the oldest NFL stadium, not including the Coliseum? Because it's technically not really their home. Um, Where the Packers play. <laughs> yeah, I would say Lambeau Field. That is incorrect. Lambeau Field's not the oldest one, huh? Nope. Hmm. Who else is there? I'm just thinking about all the teams right now. I'm thinking now. all the old. Not older you. than Lambeau, huh? Yours. Yours. Heinz Field? No, Heinz Field is, is fairly new. new. Oh, it's new. Uh, where does Buffalo play? Ah. Uh, M&T. Whatever, that's whatever not it, it though. M&T. That's, that's not Jets? it, though. Where do the Jets play? The, the Jets play at Met, uh, Met, Met Oh, they Life. play with... Okay. Um, Arrowhead. Kansas. Uh, Arrowhead is. is old. Yeah, Arrowhead is. is old, but that was in the seventies, though. It was built in the seventies. Correct. But Lambo was before that. Way before. Yeah. So what? It's comes- one of Sonia's favorite cities. Bears. Yes. Yeah. Soldier yes. Field. Soldier, the soldier, answer soldier. is Soldier Bear City. Field. Bear City, <laughs> Illinois. Bear Field. Soldiers, soldier Field has been, I mean, it had some updates over the years, but 1924. Oh soldier God. Field was built in 1924. That's pretty cool. So that's your bonus question uh, on tonight's quiz. I they win. did renovate just like they renovated Lambo. So yeah. apologies out there, listeners, for us, uh, me struggling to try to figure out how to plug this computer in. The cord had fell beneath my feet. <laughs> Uh, but another successful quiz. I don't know. That was good. I it liked it. Good. It was it good. Was it, was, it was difficult. It was a we'll tough give it one. To you. It was a tough yeah, one. It, it was. It was. You know, right there. <laughs> oh, she's brutal. Size is a critic. Brutal. Yeah. You guys missed me. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Well, before we go on to what's uh, next on the big board. Okay. So last night, Ben and I were talking about what the next city is that uh-huh. we need to go hit up. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, you know, we, we've got to talk through it. Is it drivable? Do we have to fly to it? Right from Croatia. Uh-huh. So, what do you think should be our next city, or should we put it out there and say, hey? What awesome European city should we go visit? To the listeners. To the listeners. Uh, you know, well, this before we went to Prague this year, I was thinking of going to Salzburg. Yeah, but okay. That's yeah. That's Sonia's way of saying, yeah, but I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Salzburg would be cool. It's just I have a feeling that it's just another one of those sleepy sleepy towns. towns. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's. Just- I'm throwing it out there. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to go to Salzburg. I'd like to go to... He wants to go back to Vienna. I'd like to go back to Vienna. We Lisbon. could. We could. Uh, I'd we like could. to hit up Brussels. I'd like to see uh, Tuscany. I'd like to see Sicily. Italy. Okay. All right. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is your betting corner. All right. It's not really a betting corner as much as it is an announcement that the betting corner is coming back. So either next week or the week <laughs> after, you will get week after week betting corner recommendations from myself, Frane, and probably from time to time, Sonia. But the betting <laughs> corner is making its return. Many of you have missed this since the end of the playoffs last year, but it is coming back. So this is just a quick update. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Before we get to the housekeeping band, I'm just looking at Instagram right here. It looks like some breaking news linebacker Miles Jack really signed to four year fifty seven million dollar extension for the Jaguars. That's a lot of money. Really, really, really. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. 
He's a good linebacker. He's a very good linebacker. Uh, a lot of money. Doesn't you know? He's not as big a headache as many linebackers are. I think it's a smart move by uh, by so. Jacksonville, especially going into a season where that division could be a little bit more wide open than it typically is uh, with the loss of Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoring up that defense and making sure you have a happy Miles Jack, I think it's probably a smart move. Four years, how much? Fifty. Fifty-seven million. So I mean that's you know damn near fifteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of it's guaranteed, but that's a pretty nice contract. Well, I saw breaking, that Shady's going breaking, to the Chiefs. Yeah, Shady's that's going to. Cool. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Also, I in, missed uh, it. Sorry, guys. NFL news. <laughs> All right, Friday. Well, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up, Ben, is our housekeeping. Finish up the podcast. All right. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. It really means the world to us. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com, with your friends, relatives, neighbors, anyone you think would also like the show. We would truly appreciate it. We really thank you. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any podcatcher out there, please leave us a review if you have the time. Click pound that five-star button. Uh, It would really, really mean a lot to us. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstingoal at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 818-350-2680 or hit us up on Instagram at thirstand or on Twitter at Goal Thirst. We're about to wrap up the show. So thank you all so much for listening. Franny. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. <laughs>